0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitschau from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom, shakalaka.
1: This week on Nintendo Main, we have Ryan Lowry and Vladimir Feduskin here on the show to talk about their new release, Jet Lancer.
0: Tore my Saturn into pieces. It was my last resort.
1: I need some balance in my life. <laughs> Nintendo Podcast, episode 219. This is your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourselves. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, Insider Trading Johnson.
0: I'm Jeremy, 999 Mikowski.
1: I'm John Trepos, Knitter. And we're here to bring you all the Nintendo news as we normally do. Uh, at, at the first part of the show here, we were able to get an incredible interview. With Armor Games, who released Jet Lancer this week, I encourage all of the listeners to check out the game, because I think it's very, very good, and we were able to talk to the developers of that game, and we're going to cut to that interview right now. We have Vladimir and Ryan here from Armor Games to talk about Jet Lancer.
2: Yeah. Hello.
1: Hello,
3: hello. Welcome to the
1: show, guys.
0: Welcome to the show,
4: guys. Super happy to be here. Uh, this is, you know, I think the first podcast, it's definitely the first podcast I've done. Uh, and I think it's the first podcast Vladimir's done, too. So getting to talk about Jet Lancer in particular is really cool. So thank you so yeah. much for inviting us. Really happy to
0: have you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we we are incredibly excited to talk to you guys about, about this mm-hmm. game. And we're recording on uh, Wednesday, but it launched Tuesday, the, the 12th. So this is, I mean, this is a big week for you guys. Everything went through without a hitch, I'm sure, for the release, right?
4: Everything went yeah. through without a hitch. No yeah. hitches whatsoever. <laughs> uh, Perfect. It was a super smooth launch, and uh, like the first review score that came in was a 10 out of 10 from Bonus Stage, which was okay. like, oh, awesome! it started off that day. Uh, and then after that, we got reviews from uh, Nintendo World Report, Nintendo Life, uh, and stuff is just continuing to roll in a really positive direction.
0: I've uh, purposefully avoided looking at review scores until after we spoke because I wanted to make sure I, my feelings were my own.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like I do the same thing with uh, podcasts and stuff as try to not listen to other people's stuff before. we I am happy stuff. to hear that. It's see that. In. Yeah, no, I, I think it. I think it uh, plays excellent. Now, it's. Um, it, I wasn't really. I wasn't sure what exactly to expect from the game because I didn't really know. I didn't really know a whole lot, a whole lot about it. But um it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, graceful explosion machine, which was a switch game that came out like in the first year of, of the launch but it's just just in where it's like you know it's a shooter where you can move all around in one space but it's much it's much much better than that I think because <laughs> how would you
3: guys describe the game what's what's your, your pitch for the game?
2: Actually, I believe first time I've been pitching it to the armor games when I was still just a hobby developer. Uh, it was. Like if uh Pleasanton games made ace combo game in two d <laughs> oh okay, because-
1: nice, yeah, I see that, yeah, I totally see it have you how how long have you guys been working on uh jet lancer for
2: uh I would say, like, at this iteration of the game, uh, we started working on it around five years ago. But uh, back then, it was a prototype and it was a huge period of just, uh, like, completely freezing the development because yeah, for us, it was just a passion project. And we had other stuff, like, uh, happening in life, so we... Just let's say didn't have enough time to concentrate on the game, but, uh, at some point we finally, like, made the made step forward, to found the uh, publishers and Face of Armor Game Studios. Thank you guys a lot for <laughs> picking us up. And since then, we've been working on it full time for, uh, three years, almost, I believe. Ryan, am I, am I wrong about it? Was it three years or two? It, it's <laughs> I'm about... seriously, like, I, two, I believe.
4: So we, we publicly announced that Armor Games was working with Jet Lancer in December of 2018. Uh, but we'd been working with you for a few months before that. Um, and just to clear some things up for people who don't necessarily have know the ins and outs of the industry. Uh, so Vladimir works at the publisher or at the uh, developer. He works at Code Wakers. So they do all mm. the heavy lifting on the actual uh Building and designing and art and music and all of that segments of the game. I work at the publisher armor game studios, and we fund development we give them any, you know, tools requirements uh, any anything they need to make their game the best thing it can possibly be. for Jet Lancer, that was making sure they had development funding, that was making sure that they had access to equipment, making sure they had access to team members that they wouldn't necessarily. So uh, we reached out to a couple artists. We reached out to the writer, Corey O'Brien, who was the lead writer for Monster Prom before he did Jet Lancer. Hmm. Um, things like that. Just making sure that they have the resources that, so they can focus fully on making what they want to make. Nice, it's-
3: yeah. I, I, I never really had a, a clear expert Explanation on what the publisher does in the game industry. So that was nice to hear. Is yeah, it-
4: we're we're like the trees in Minecraft. You hit us, and we spit out wood, and <laughs> use that wood to build your
5: game house. <laughs>
1: and you and you don't break the uh none of your tools break, and, I, and or make sure their tools don't break right in that process of breaking yeah. the tree. <laughs> so is exactly. is this is this the first game that uh uh, that Armor Games has uh, has put on the eShop for the Switch, or or have you have you guys uh, dabbled in that before?
4: This is our third actually. Oh, okay. uh, our first game was called The Adventure Pals. It re- uh, it released in 2018 uh, on Switch and PS4 and Xbox, uh, and then last year we launched Never Give Up, uh, which is a game from the same developer, which is this like super hardcore Super Meat Boy style platformer. Mm. Uh, and then just a couple weeks ago, we launched a game called Ida. Uh, which is another bullet hell kind of uh, Zelda-like action adventure game, uh, which is really cool. You should check that out too. And then obviously yesterday we launched Jet Lancer, which is even cooler and even more fun. And you should, if you haven't already purchased it, listener, uh, go <laughs> out. Just just do it right now. Sight unseen. Trust me, you won't regret it.
1: Yeah, and it's um <laughs> it the price is is dollars 99 for... Uh- right now is it it's around it's 1499 $14. 1499
4: $14. $14. $14. $14. $14. Yeah. us okay uh, there's some adjustments based on where you are in the world but that's the baseline
1: and how do you the the other the zelda one Ida. how do you spell that
4: that is spelled Ida. i-t-t-a
1: oh okay cool i can put yeah i can put links to stuff in in the uh, description um yeah no we've we've all played we've all played jet lancer and uh how did what did you guys think? I I think it's I think it's incredible. Like I didn't I guess I didn't know, really know what to expect going going into it, but it's very it's very fast paced. It's very uh, has a very addictive gameplay to it. I like the soundtrack a lot too. It's uh, are you guys planning on selling that in any form? Because uh, I'm totally you like soundtracks it. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you do, I'm a I'm a huge fan of video game soundtracks, especially uh, the soundtrack
2: ones. is like uh it's available I believe on Spotify and Bandcamp.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
2: I we can like provide the links again for you to put it out if you
1: want to. Nice. Yeah, I was hoping to use it to use it in the episode as like transitions and stuff.
0: Well, I would definitely say for this game. Um, I wanted to say at the top of the show that um, I whenever I play in Tetris, I get like I call it Tetris brain when you just kind of like are in the zone and I this gives me Jetris
5: brain. because yeah. <laughs> I because I'm just kind of like oh, that's really, really good. I start I
0: start to kind of just like zone out and like. You get to where you feel like you're almost superhuman with the way you're, you're dodging and weaving around and stuff. It's right. it's a very satisfying game.
5: Yeah, Thank
3: I wanted you. to ask you guys about the about the controls because that's my favorite part about the game is that it's just it's just fun to fly the plane. Like I'm am re- reminded of of uh, Miyamoto quote and I'm paraphrasing where he said like a game has to be fun to play. Like Mario has to be fun to, to make him run around and jump and all that stuff. And I felt that way. Just simply flying the plane, the way you could like burst into super speed and then cut the engine and dive and twist and turn. It's very fluid. And I wanted to ask, how did you guys achieve that fluidity of the control? Uh,
2: I would say uh, we already had a pretty good uh, like foundation in the super early prototype. When we just started making the game, uh, like in the first few weeks, we already had something that... Uh, basically proved to be really just fun to control you don't have any content in the game you basically just had a basic control scheme but it was already fun fun and that's I believe one of the factors that got us to the actual launch just because it g- gave us so much like hope in this whole concept from the very first days we started this game but uh, we tried to perfect the controls for I believe like first three years of development. Mm. We were making like everyone on the team, like, uh, it, it was, uh, original, uh, author of the prototype who helped me, like, to realize this idea in the actual game because I was in charge of the game design, but I didn't knew how to code back then. So I asked my friend for it and he, like, put his input on into it. Then, uh, Nikolai, uh, the coder on the project who's actually worked on the like the actual game uh also like put a lot of his uh personal input into this and i've added some features as well so it was like a big big effort for us to just get the controls right
3: it shows yeah you guys you know it took three years to perfect it and, and yeah it really comes through so nice job great job
2: thank you when
4: we first brought Jet Lancer in that was something that you know they actually had in a surprisingly like tight state and it was one of the things that the first thing we saw that we really liked was this gif of the snake boss and the second thing once we started playing it was specifically that it was specifically just how tight everything felt mm-hmm. at such an early stage of development where mm-hmm. uh, we we just sort of knew like this was going to do something amazing
1: for sure so
3: it, it reminded me a lot of so one of my very first video games I ever played, like I'm talking when I was three years old, was Time Pilot on the ColecoVision. It reminded me um, of, of just obviously a, a much more enhanced version of that. So what was your inspiration for the game? Is there any game that you can point to?
2: That's an interesting story, actually, because... Uh as i said the like the actual release iteration of the game was uh, started 5 years ago but before mm-hmm. that i had just a big fascination for the like military aviation just as a kid mm-hmm. and uh i believe it was really my first game like the first <laughs> uh project i've ever started was a uh just 2d airplane fighting game and uh it We started it like 10 years ago, I believe. It obviously didn't went anywhere, but because back then we had no idea how to actually make any kind of game. (laughs) (laughs) And we're basically just uh, using our own uh, gut feeling for it and just trying to make what will be right. Obviously, it was a terrible, (laughs) terrible thing, but (laughs) that's what actually started it all. We just tried to, I believe, just reinvent the wheel. And much later, uh, I was, I believe I was, uh, watching some, uh, YouTuber who's like into retro games and I saw a video about, uh, a game called Sky Strike. It was on, uh, either Amiga or, uh, yeah, I believe it was on Amiga. And, i i saw this game and i was like oh my god uh haven't we made something similar like five years ago i should like give this concept another like try uh I, I saw this game and i like just how uh how we can modernize this concept create like a new uh like arcade game out of it and that's what actually kickstarted the whole development
1: oh nice yeah it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh of like Defender or like uh, or Sinistar even like those like those type of old shooters where uh, where you can kind of go well Defender you could just go like back and forth but Sinistar you could kind of go all the way around like I definitely that.
0: get the yeah I definitely get the Time Pilot by John because I played that there's a record store in Champagne and they had that arcade it was just free mm-hmm. to play and I remember just playing it for ten or fifteen minutes every time I'd go and it's it's nice little fun. Gameplay loop, but yeah, this is definitely a lot faster paced and uh,
3: flashier.
1: Yeah, uh, it's like what it would yeah. have, yeah, took that and made it much more tighter.
3: And I like that you guys put a story element in there too. Oh, of course. It's yeah. not, ju- not just it's arcade, but it's not just arcade. There's actually like a story to it. So I'm wondering what was your thought process on that and how did all that come about?
2: Well, the stories, uh like was something that I was planning from the very beginning of the development. Uh, obviously, it wasn't that fleshed out. Mm. Uh, at that point, but, uh, thankfully, uh, we met with Corey, who was the writer on this game, as Ryan already mentioned, and mm. he, like, put it into, like, the whole another level. Uh, but w- what is interesting in the development, development of the story here is that, uh, we actually had a lot of content ready for the game already. Uh, I would say like it was 60, 70% complete when he joined us to help with the story. So, unlike uh, some games that start with the actual like storyline, uh, we had to base the story around already existing content. And it was uh, like a really interesting uh, process of uh, coming up with Uh, coming up with pretty much just uh, excuses to kill all the bosses in the game and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was, yeah, it was a fun process. It was really fun to work with Corey on it.
4: Before I talk a little bit more about this, um, where is everyone in terms of their gameplay? Because I don't want to talk, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone if you are, you know, before a certain point.
0: I'm at the mission where... Uh, you have to get the high school like you have to make a score to beat it
1: to that's like a yeah 15 right i think yeah. i um yep. i think the last big boss i did was the barge the 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 water the water uh the submarine you know? one yeah that that, yeah, yeah, bo- that boss, boss is, that boss beat. is really cool yeah. um and i th- yeah i think i'm i'm around that i'm around that same area i i, I was r- yeah
0: i was like yelling at the tv which is <laughs> actually a good feeling like i <laughs> it's fun to play a game like that that's like it can be frustrating at times because it's hard, but like you just want to keep playing. You are like, well, I know what I did wrong. I know that was mm-hmm. I didn't die right. as I was supposed to. You know, it was my yeah. fault.
2: Did okay? Did
1: okay. you? Did you guys? I, I don't know if uh, John or Jeremy. Did you guys notice that there's an invincibility in, invincibility mode in the options for the? I game? saw
0: that um, after I saw. Oh, I think I saw a post on social media about it that the invincible invincibility mode was added, but I have not tried that.
1: What was uh oh I, I personally thought it was pretty cool because some of these levels are very incredibly difficult and challenging even even with that on. Um what was the why did you what was the reasoning behind putting that in there? Was it was it because of uh through through testing or did you just wanted to have uh different options for the players?
2: I believe I should let like Ryan speak about it a little bit.
4: Thanks. Um so I'm super passionate about accessibility in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of accessibility advocates on Twitter that I follow and that who have really inspired me for how games can connect people, but they need to be able to play them and they need to actually be able to interact with them. We want the challenge in game in our games and in Lancer specifically to be challenge we designed, not challenge that people have because they can't hold a controller in the same way I can, or because their reaction time is a little bit slower. Mm. Um, so we tried to give as many tools to people and kind of as fine a control as we could to let people adjust Gentlancer to a way where it's still challenging for them, but they're still feeling challenged or they're still able to play it. Um, so in this case, you know, we have invincibility because some people just don't have the reaction time to dodge projectiles and fly around and they just want to have fun with it, that's fine. And we want to let them do that. Uh, We also have kind of a middle tier invincibility where you take half damage because some people just need a little bit of a step up, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to completely turn things off and they still want there to be a sense of danger. Um, We have other accessibility options too. We have like flight toggles. So instead of having to hold down the triggers to fly, you can just tap it once and that'll leave it on. Um, Which for a lot of people who their joints aren't Quite what they used to be. Uh, it's super important for them to have options like this because they can't hold it down for a prolonged period of time. It means their gaming sessions have to be shorter and they don't get into quite the same groove that I might. Um, we also have things like anti screen shake, things like, uh, you know, even just remappable controls are all accessibility features that people don't necessarily think about as accessibility. They just think of as like weird quality of life checks. And these are things that we wanted to make sure that, like I said, as many people could play Gentle Lancer as they could, and as many people could engage with it on their own terms.
3: It's a tough balance to strike, I think. And you guys did a good job of, you know, if I want to be Mr. Hardcore Gamer and you know make it, you know, as challenging for myself, I, I can. But I, that's not to the, but we don't have to exclude the people who just want to have a good time and, and play the game. So. Yeah, absolutely that takes some talent to do that it,
0: these levels are definitely made in such a way that you you want to go back and play them again too like you want to get a better score you want to get you want to finish it quicker you know and i think yeah that accessibility wouldn't change that because you could you could play it in one of the assisted ways and then maybe take turn some of that off or you know like you said go from the invincibility to the half invincibility like what well, can i beat it now this way or yeah this, I do understand as far as overcoming limitations, that's one thing, like an actual ability to control, but even people could still challenge themselves more with it once they got used to.
4: Absolutely. Um, and that's actually something that uh, you may have experienced kind of in the upgrade system itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Vladimir, do you want to talk about the training wheels protocols?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what we uh, added into the game uh, at a really early stage of development was a set of modules that uh, you start the game with. Uh, you probably noticed them. It's one that uh, stops you for uh, running to the ground,
5: mm-hmm.
2: you know, like it takes oh, it away yeah. the control of the plane. Mm. Uh, the shield and the one that shows you the like a dodge uh, input prompt on the screen each time you have to dodge something. Uh, those all three actually, like, take a physical space uh, in your inventory, so you uh, actually can unequip them at any moment in the game. And what we wanted to do is kind of ease players into this experience and then just make them feel good when they disable it one by one as they get better. Like, hey, I'm a big boy now. I don't need the train wheels anymore. <laughs> we just wanted to create, like, a additional... Like satisfying experience in actually disabling those uh, modules.
1: Yeah, yeah, I found it really interesting that in the game, like the, there's the possibility that if you don't keep the, the you don't keep the plane like in the air, you can you can fall and die. And because I've never really played a, a game like that, and yeah, the once uh, I didn't, yeah, as you go, you can go through and unlock something that'll actually keep you from falling for for that type mm. of thing. It, it's sort of like I found it sort of nerve wracking. Just being, just being like, Oh no, oh, yeah. but I have to keep it above this line. Like I don't want to, you know, how, how low is too low? Like I don't want to, you know, and I didn't realize, I don't know. I, I I don't think I actually noticed that I had that like what it did until, uh until I got to those bosses where the guys are on the bottom that you have to shoot. Like when you get into the barges and stuff like that was mm-hmm. when I noticed how well that worked for me, like ha- letting, just having it like catch you at the bottom and, and that right. type of thing.
3: Somehow I always feel
1: like, like, I'm the hot shot pilot because I, because
3: I, you know, I didn't smash into the water and all that. I, I know there must be some kind of, you know, tricks that you guys do to finagle it to make sure that, okay, he doesn't hit the water all the time. But however you guys did it, like it makes, makes me feel like, like I accomplished, you know, not crashing <laughs> and it wasn't the game like, you know, cheating for me or anything. So it feels very smooth.
1: I'd, I'd like—I mean—I'd like to know how where that came from too. Like, why you chose to like make it to where you personally have to keep the plane in the sky the whole time, and it's not like on a fixed spot. Like, like, mm. like a lot of shoot 'em ups, like where you know where the plane just kind of stays somewhere and then you move it. But you made it to where like there's gravity in the effect of the of the levels and all that. Was that always in the inspiration for the game, or did that come later?
2: Well, yeah, that's actually, again, something that, uh, literally come from our inexperience because we just didn't know how to make anything else at the moment, like 10 years ago when we started the prototype. Like, uh, I've been playing a lot of, uh, flight sims, like the Microsoft flight, flight simulator, Ace Combat, like stuff like that. And, uh, all I knew was a 3D, uh, like air games and because of that uh we just had no other ideas how to make it <laughs> that's how it came to be
1: Well, i i, th- I think it's great i think it sets it apart sets it apart very much from from other shoot em ups and stuff like that like that's one thing I, I was like oh this is this is interesting i haven't really played anything like this before so that was part of what drew me I mean, into yeah that's definitely that.
0: yeah. one of the most addictive elements of the game is that you can just control your speed like that and you can, like, fly up in the air and then cut your speed and just, like, be on a, a dive bomb straight down. Just shoot, 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 shoot. And then, like, the last second, like, pfft, dodge out of the way of a bullet that's about to hit you. It's it's so much fun.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. The whole, I think the dodge mechanic is a huge, it's, like, a huge part of it, too. That yeah, just makes it so sure. incredible. Yeah, where you can just, like, just fly directly <laughs> at it, especially in that first boss, like, that first snake boss, where you're, like, going directly at it and just, like, moving around it. It's just a... I don't. I couldn't think of any other way to play it without having that dodge in there. It just makes it so much fun.
4: But have you tried the
0: dash?
2: I actually. Uh, I don't think it's unlocked yet.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: See, I have the Steam whatever. Preview. All right. Yeah, whatever the 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 super turbo. I can't
1: yeah, remember yeah. There's call. the there's the boost. Mm-hmm. It's different than that, though, right? Okay.
0: It is different than that.
4: There is a there is a module that unlocks that lets you like air dash through people and just cut them in half with your jet. Oh, oh, cool! Yeah, because so awesome.
1: there's awesome. yeah, there's an
0: enemy that does
4: that.
1: Yeah, you fight you fight bad yep. guys that do that. So I'd, I have seen yep. it before, where they kind of like they, they like kind of like sort of freeze in the air, and then it's like and they line up, and then just like cuts like there's a straight line cut through you, which I th- which I thought was pretty cool. I never thought didn't think that that would be something that you would get later, but that's a uh, sounds awesome. Yeah,
4: it's so good. It is, in my opinion, the most satisfying ability in the game because you just you're flying and there's like two people on your tail and then you cut your engines to a 180, and then just dash through them. And you feel like a ninja that's flying a plane.
1: That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait to get to that. Was there, what was it? You were about to say something before I, sorry, when when I went when I kind of went into the flight controls and all that.
4: Yeah. Specifically just the idea of, you know, momentum based flying and having gravity. You know, you mentioned this game, stands out because it has factors like that and i think that's part of the reason that a lot of people are finding such an enjoyment with it right now is because on a basic level just keeping your plane in the air is really satisfying hmm. and just being able to slingshot yourself around and as you like there's a super high skill ceiling in this game if you haven't looked at Vladimir's twitter account uh, it's at why not art dump on twitter he does some absolutely bonkers things with that jet that, you know, I've, I have 400 hours in this game, and I am still, like, scratching the surface of the acrobatics.
3: Based. Yeah, it's such a, it's a game that you you look at, and you go, oh, oh uh, you know, pixel art style, it's cool, but you assume from a retro graphics that, that it might control or, or, or in a certain way or be limited in some way, and then you actually play the game, and it's just like, oh, man, I'm I feel like I'm in the cockpit and I'm the best pilot, like, I'm time and top gun or something and, <laughs> and you kind of think oh how did this retro style game achieve that and um yeah it's just so satisfying is all i can say
1: yeah it's very well, much thank you it's very much like what you're saying was uh what it was like if, if platinum made a 2d flyer like it's very much like an right. action game in in the sky and it's all about controls and precision and and all that and uh yeah it's i've found it very enjoyable has it uh, can you talk about how how well it's done on the eShop thus far? I know it's only been out for like a day, but is it? Uh...
4: I mean, the short answer is no, I can't. <laughs> um, but what we'll say is, you know, we're happy with how JetLancer is doing, uh, and you know, it, it's
0: it's looking successful. It's got a great the, the price point is, I, and I, and I talk about it on the podcast a lot. Like the price of this game is my magic number for when I want to buy a title right. off of the eShop. You know, kind of sight unseen. If I just hear it's good and it's fifteen dollars, it's usually a win for me.
4: What if it's great and it's fifteen dollars? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I
0: knew, <laughs> I knew, was, I knew it was great already before it went on sale. So that was good. Good yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Because yeah, I guess we should. For full disclosure, we should mention that we were given uh, codes for this to play it, so we were able to play it, which we really appreciate. Thank you. Yeah, I played it on Steam. Um, but I use my switch controller and that just works plug and play. You just plug it into your USB on your computer and it automatically sets it up. So wait, I can do that. Why? Why have I been using an (laughs) Xbox controller for the past? I just, I played it. I've been playing it. And as far as I can tell, it would be identical to playing it on switch. And I'm not exactly mobile right now, so I don't really need that functionality. So I've had a great time just playing it on steam with the switch controller.
4: Yeah. I've mostly played it on switch. Because I like having it four
3: inches from my face, mm-hmm.
0: I think I'm going to get it for Switch as well. Though I do like it and
3: mm. I want to take it with me. And it's. A, and so it what, also- what are all the platforms that people can get it on? Uh,
4: it's available on a bunch of different PC stores. It's available on GOG, itch, the Humble Store, and Steam. And then it's also out on the Nintendo eShop, the EU eShop, the Australian eShop, and the Japanese eShop.
1: Is Is it a is it a console exclusive then for Switch or timed exclusive? Is it is, is it on Xbox and PS4 as well?
4: We have nothing to announce regarding other platforms right now.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool. I, I was going to, before, before you asked where it was at, I just wanted to say that just the nature of like the game where it's like, you know, it's very much you can play it in short bursts, I think works perfectly for the for the portability of the Switch. Like it seems right at home on the system. You know, it definitely. You know, because you can play. You, you could. You know, if if back back in the day when people were still commuting, you could. You know, you could play like a couple missions on it and uh, take a break, and then come back to it, and everything's. Uh, you know, it's all autosave and all that, so it's really easy to, you know, pick up and play. Like the the whole core of great portable gaming is definitely in this in this game.
2: Uh, actually, uh, releasing it on, uh, some portable console was one of my, uh, like, the biggest dreams during development. Oh, nice. Once we When we just started it, uh, Switch wasn't even announced yet, so <laughs> we were kind of limited uh, in the options, but I'm happy that the dream come true and, like, you can actually play it on the go now.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, no, so are you a... Are you a Nintendo fan specifically? Like, for a lot of people it's the dream to release it on a Nintendo console, because that's what they grew up with. Um, What's your experience with Nintendo, since we're a Nintendo show?
2: I would say, I believe that Nintendo DS is still my, like, favorite console ever. (laughs) Just because it has so many, like, uh, hidden gems and just weird titles with really weird gameplay, and I absolutely love it.
1: Uh, what, what, What was one of your favorite DS games?
2: Uh... I would say, uh, obviously, like Zelda games that got uh, released there, they have, uh, like, really interesting control methods, something you can't see on anything else except for DS, mm-hmm. uh, with all the touchscreen functionality. I believe Inazuma 11, that football game, was also quite interesting just because it, it, it feels really, uh, like, fresh and unique. Yeah, like... <laughs>
1: I was I was just curious, like if there was any anything in particular from from DS that might have inspired you. If you guys uh, hook up with Limited Run, maybe they, maybe you could like release a DS cartridge version of uh, Jet Lancer. That'd be fun to be able <laughs> to do it old school.
4: From your mouth to
1: Limited Run's ear. Your- <laughs> <laughs> Definitely be cool.
4: Yeah, we don't. Uh- we don't have anything announced or planned yet for physical, but that's not to say it would never happen. That's not to say it can't happen. Uh, and if Jet continues to do well, then you know the chances of that happening just go up.
1: Now, uh, how many? Uh, how long would you say about the game is like a like level wise? We haven't. Uh, I guess I think we all kind of got to about the same area around like a level fifteen, sixteen. Like how many? Mm-hmm. Could you give it give an idea of, of the length of, of what we of what we have left after that?
2: Uh, there are thirty nine missions in the regular like new game playthrough, and I believe it should take around six hours to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is also a new game plus that uh, has additional content. It has the like alternative good ending for the game, and th- there is. <laughs> Uh, there's like a lot of things going in the New Game Plus for this game. Uh, and uh, to be honest, I believe that, uh, it's, it's some, uh, in some sense, actually a continuation of the story other than just a, uh, some kind of additional mode that you can play if you want for. Because, uh, everything, basically, our, our idea behind New Game Plus was to create something that, uh, would be, uh, Like hard, not for uh, some cheap reasons, like just increasing the enemy damage, uh, increasing enemy health, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We actually uh, tried really hard to improve the enemy AI, improve uh, bosses' attack patterns, uh, and stuff like that. So uh, I believe it will be a really interesting experience for everyone who wants to try it out. It will like it still feel uh, fresh. And it's not just like artificially making it more difficult or something like that. It actually has quite a few new stuff in it, including the new modules and weapons as well.
5: Awesome!
3: That's good to hear because I, I felt like this game has a lot of re- replay value, even just you know where I've gotten, just based on how fun it is to to play. Like, and to hear that there's actually more content, you know, beyond beyond even even completing the the main game just has me thinking like, this is the type of game that I'm actually, I'm glad to have it digital on the switch all the time. Cause I might want to fire it up at any, any moment.
1: Yeah. You can easily yeah. just jump right into it. And it's yeah. And it's a very, very playable, very replayable all that. So I think That's I read really in the... you both to say, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Jeremy. No,
0: it's okay. Uh, so I read in the, cause I, like I said, I got it on steam. So there was like an update mentioned on the, once, you know, it went live and it was available for commercial uh purchase. did mention like so i think you'd already mentioned vladimir that the bosses will have different attack patterns but i think it also said like the other enemies will have different formations they use when they're attacking you like maybe patterns you hadn't seen yet and just the normal enemy ai on the whole enemies in new game plus are
4: much more aggressive um, okay. they work together more in a way that you know they they sort of do that like putty thing from power rangers where they all just like come at you one at a time and let you dispatch them in the normal game Uh in new game. Plus they will coordinate in a way that makes things a lot harder to deal with. And also everything's just a little bit more bombastic. Uh, More enemies have AOE attacks. More enemies have like there's one enemy in particular that leaves a trail of bullets behind them as they fly almost like a Tron light cycle. And you're oh, having to, you know, dodge through a contrail. It's just, it's a greater level of difficulty that you know we wanted players to have to interact with, but we really didn't feel comfortable giving it to them in the first, you know, ten missions of the game. Um, also, just to a little more clearly answer your initial question of like how many levels, how many missions are there? Uh, there's 40 total, or 39 total, uh, ten of which are bosses. So there's a really good amount of content just to the base game and the new game plus, you know, goes to some really crazy
1: places. Yeah. That's cool. Cause um, I mean, this game is built for you to just, you know, hone your skills as you go. And it's nice to have more to do. If uh, once you made it through, you want more of a challenge. It's, it's there for the players.
0: Boss levels are fantastic so far. They do have that. They have that, that sense of scale. That's just, very impressive it feels like you know kind of like what i felt like when i played shadow of the colossus or something like you (laughs) are just kind of marveling at this giant enemy that's like taking up the whole screen you can fly like really far away from it but it still knows where you are and it's shooting at you
1: and you still have to come back and fight it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can uh (laughs) as as far as you want to try to get away from it sometimes so i am kind of excited
0: to see the more aggressive ai once i actually beat the main campaign
1: and, and like we were talking before about the accessibility, like I, I, I really, I personally used, used the, um, invincibility mode at some points because some of, the, some of the stuff I was, I was getting a little frustrated to it. And, and I was just, I, I was looking through the options and I was just trying to see if there's an easier mode, you know, just, just to like pass one level that I was having trouble with and then I'd come back later and try it. And I was just really happy that it was on there because I felt like even with it on there, the game was still incredibly challenging and and still like very, very fun to play. So I was like accessibility is is great for me. Like I, I like every game to have that. And, and like you were saying, yeah, you have all the remap, remap controls. Like uh, you can switch, uh, switch certain things on and off and, and all that stuff I think is excellent. And I'm very happy that you put it in there.
4: Yeah. But one of the things I really like about our accessibility suite in particular is it doesn't, actually make you better at killing things it just is a better job does a better job at keeping you alive mm-hmm. so you still get to feel yourself growing as a player as you like get better at honing in shots get better at using the various modules you have access to um we just wanted to give you as much buffer as we could so you can actually like learn to use them in a way that you're comfortable with
1: mm-hmm. but with, without spoiling too much uh what are like some of you guys' favorite Weapons to use in the game. I mean, I know you you mentioned the one where you can like uh, where you can like drive right through right through the uh, ships. But were, were there any other ones that you want you wanted to mention that were your favorites? Or I personally really like the uh, charge beam. Like that was I had a lot of fun with that, especially for the levels where you have to fight the barges because you can just like dive right at them and then charge that and just kill them in one hit. And that was that was a lot of fun. Like there's that one level we had to. We had to fight like three of the aircraft carriers one after one, and I was having a good time with that, just like dive bombing it and just shooting with the with the charge blast. I really like the the, uh,
0: the missile. I don't know what you call a missile volley, the one where you just shoot out like a ton of missiles and they like all home everywhere. Like that's so satisfying and like yeah. fly through a group of enemies and release that right as you do, and especially if you like boost through them or you know use the uh, the turbo whatever you, I can't remember what's called but you after accelerate burner. through them really quick yeah after burner and you're just like <laughs> and you just hear all like they don't know what hit them. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it's so fun and and it's great for like as, as a bailout for when you get when you, when you get trapped and, I'm, and it sounds like it might be something you would want to use later like when the when they change their attack patterns when the enemies
0: I, do it one that. thing I did want to mention because uh, we've been talking about the accessibility another thing is like I think it's cool that it tells you kind of it gives you like a tip about why you lost every time too it'll be like uh don't you know, you're, you're, it says something like, your aircraft is fragile, don't use that to kill enemies, like, actually use your bullets or whatever, you know. Mm. It's kind of like a little tug-and-cheek kind of thing, being like, uh, you're not supposed to be a kamikaze in this game. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like stuff like that, or it'll be like, because I wasn't using my missiles, and because I thought if I used the missiles, then I wouldn't be able to use my charge attack. I didn't kind of have my head wrapped around that yet. And the, the, he just kept being like, you realize you're not using your missiles, right? You should really use your missiles. Right. <laughs>
1: And yeah, once I started
0: bulls, I was like, "Oh yeah, that that does make it a lot
1: better." <laughs> yeah, I like that they I like that they were two different things. Yeah, and you do have to kind of wrap your head around like that, like you're saying, Jeremy, where it's a yeah. There's because I because I started off doing you know the missile yeah where where they the burst the missile burst and I thought that was the same as the regular missiles. So yeah, you didn't want to like accidentally use them, but they're two separate weapons. So that helps. Did was there was there a, a favorite attack that you had, Vladimir?
2: Uh, I would say probably, uh, it will be unlocked a little bit later, but there's like a spread shot of small, uh, proximity, like explosives. You can shoot three of the, uh, of them at the same time, uh, and they all go into different directions and they probably feel like a midair shotgun. <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs>
2: so you, you could actually like fly right up to like enemy chat or boss and just fired right into their face. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's kind there's, of like,
1: go I would on, just Craig. say that's sort of like the, the the what I was doing with the charge beam.
4: Yeah, uh, there is a module that is, I believe it's New Game Plus specific, but uh, that whenever you are holding your afterburner and you fire your minigun, it fires in like a cone, mm. like a set of three. And it all of a sudden it's a bullet hell game in reverse where you are the one causing bullet hell. And it's it's so satisfying. Nice.
1: Uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) That's great. That's a great description.
4: It's obviously a little bit limited because it is tied to your afterburner, but it's super fun to use and especially on missions where there are just a lot of little like swarm enemies, you just sort of spin in a circle and you'll just clear the entire map out.
1: Nice. Yeah, sounds sounds like a lot of fun. Well is there a is there anything that you that you guys that you guys want to add about uh any more questions that you had, John or Jeremy?
0: um i guess i would ask probably kind of a standard question nowadays um how was was game development affected by the the pandemic at all was like did that cause you to have any setbacks or impact the way you were making the game at all well, i mean uh
4: i'd, I'd like to film this one vladimir if that's cool yeah 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 um you know of course it did everything's affected by this um mm-hmm. We were very fortunate in that we're already a distributed team and we are already a team that largely works from home. Um, but not all of our partners are. And sometimes that causes slowdowns. But everyone we worked with was, you know, they were doing their best. And they worked really hard and we got there in the end, which is the important thing. Um, maybe a little closer than any of us would have hoped for. But uh, like I said, you know, we launched on the day we said we would and we launched on all the platforms we said we would. And that's what's really most important is everyone we worked with worked their butts off to get here through unideal
1: circumstances.
4: And we are all super proud of everyone that had a hand in this.
0: You really should be It shows. It's a, it's a wonderful game.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm glad, I'm glad you were able to still get it out. And yeah, there's with all, with all this crazy craziness going on, especially
0: with all, yeah, with all the delays we've seen in a lot of these big releases, that's pretty cool that you were able to get yours. The date that you you wanted to release it, you know that it was there, ready to go. Yeah,
1: and, it, and it's a great game to play while you're stuck at home because you can. Uh, I mean, when is when is the next time you'll be able to actually fly anywhere in, in life? You can <laughs> you can fly wherever you want in this game, and it gives you the sense of freedom. I think that's a a good. I, I mean, it's it's been something that's that's helping keeping me through this is a uh, being having the ability to to play something and do things that you can't do. You can't do where you're stuck at, but you feel, but you feel relieved doing it in, in a virtual sense, and I think this game definitely does that.
4: I'm glad that you're uh, you're getting that from it. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, no, it's a, we're enjoying it a lot, and uh, yeah, we we highly recommend it for for all of our listeners to definitely check it out. Check out Jet Lancer on the eShop. It uh, it released on the 12th, and it's yeah, it's definitely I, worth playing.
0: I, it's one of my favorite games of the year so far, and I was right. gonna say like. I would compare this to kind of the feeling I had when I played Celeste.
1: Yeah, um, no, it does have a lot of similarities. It's got, it's not the same accurate,
0: yeah. gameplay at all, really. But it's got that same loop of like being very challenging, but also you still you just want to keep playing, even though like at times, like I said, I was yelling at the TV. My girlfriend was kind of like, you know, you gotta stop <laughs> doing that. You're, you're starting. <laughs> and I was like, I can't help it. This game, like, I can't stop playing. It's like eating spicy food or something. Like I just keep putting it in my mouth. You know, oh, it hurts. <laughs>
4: Comparing yeah, us to Celeste's incredibly high praise. Thank you.
1: It's a difficult, yeah. difficult, but fair like, uh, mm-hmm. and not, and it, none of it felt cheap, you know?
4: Oh, that's you know. going to make Vladimir happy.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that, well, uh, he might not ta- want to talk about it, but, that was like one of the driving principles of this entire game was it's hard, but it's fair. Um, I don't know how much time we have left here, but uh, Vladimir has some really cool uh, thoughts on how we came to that in jet Lancer in particular. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. Maybe we'll talk about it here. Who
1: knows? You can talk about it here. If you'd like to, to yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, basically it was I believe like day one idea when we just uh, when I started writing the design document for this game I don't wanted to add any kind of like regenerating health to the game and uh, because of that the whole design was based about like fair difficulty that any damage can be avoided that uh, there's no like cheap situations when these game's fault uh, for uh, like not letting you know about the threat in in time and uh because of this um, everything including like the enemy ai the boss ai uh, how weapons work how camera like tracks you around the screen everything was affected by this idea and uh, we actually have a new game plus module that reduces your hp to one in return of like higher mobility, and we tested uh, the whole game with like uh, we gotta make sure that everything can be beaten without taking like uh, any damage at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I was. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if there's something like that in New Game Plus. It sounds like it would be in there, and I think it's. Yeah, I always. I think it's cool any game where you can just go through and just not get hit if you're skilled enough. And I felt like that was always something that would should be in it. any good shoot 'em up. You could just. Uh, you can do that like if, you, if you're good enough you can get through it especially with with all the dodges and stuff like this i definitely believe if it, if the, if you spend enough time practicing you can go through a do and do all of that this game for sure yeah. well uh is is there anything else you want to say uh, I, I don't i don't want to keep you guys too long for for the interview here but uh, is there anything you want to add about jet lancer before we go
4: you know, I think the important things are uh challenges out now. Please go check it out. You know, it was a labor of love and it seems to be doing really well. And we're really proud of it. Uh Vladimir, I know I keep embarrassing you by saying this, but I am so incredibly proud of you and Nikolai. <laughs> the work you did on this game is fucking amazing. Oh, can I swear? I just realized that. <laughs> oh yeah, so no yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really really lot. Um is absolutely amazing. Um everyone who who touched this project? Fat Bard, the composer's uh, soundtrack is available on their Bandcamp. Check it out. Uh, Corey O'Brien, the lead writer, uh, to all of the different artists that worked on this, like they all put in a bunch of work, and it shows. And I think it's made what a lot of people are going to have on their Game of the Year list. Hopefully, uh, it, it is humbling to be associated with a project that this, that is this cool and this fun to play, and that.
0: You know, so many people are resonating with. Thank you.
1: Yes, yeah, definitely. Like, a lot of
0: likewise, fun. we definitely feel honored to have you on the show to to talk about this game because this is a. It's really cool to be able to talk to the people that made this incredible game.
3: Yeah. Right, and it's it's all the more cool that it's actually like a great game. So, yeah, we don't have to have to you know watch our words or anything. So it makes it a lot easier on us. So thank you for
1: making such a great game. Yeah. Are you you guys happy to be here? You guys guys don't have any, probably don't have any, uh, do you have any additional DLC or anything lined up in the future for this? Or I'm sure if there was, you can't mention it.
4: Not that we can talk about yet. Uh, It is still early. Once we get a little bit past launch, maybe we'll be able to talk about some stuff. But, you know, the game just released yesterday. Hmm. We're going to enjoy this for a bit
1: for sure and then yeah thanks thanks very very much for being on the show we really appreciate you having having you here and uh thank you for making such an incredible game and everybody who's listening please go out and try it. please go out and buy it because it's it's excellent and it's definitely worth playing and it's definitely on my list of the year so far so mm-hmm. yeah give give it a go same too
4: cool thank cool. you both so much or thank you all so much for you know having vladimir and i on this was really fun
1: yeah no problem no, no. I d- we're glad to have you it's been excellent on our end all right, thanks, yeah, guys. Anytime uh, you
3: guys got something else, you know, you want to come back on the show, you guys are welcome to come back on. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you uh, if uh, Armor Games has another release that you want to promote or anything like that, we're definitely into talking to you about it again. And I hope and I hope that your experience has been fun on, on the podcast.
5: Yeah. yeah
4: this was uh this was a lot of fun and you know i'm happy to reach out when we have other switch stuff or other just nintendo on the whole stuff to uh talk with you about if jet Lancer ds ever becomes a thing <laughs>
1: I, think be, I think i think <laughs> we'll it'd be, be all over it i think it'd be great yeah i'll, I buy, it. I'll buy it Yeah, those guys were awesome. I'm really happy they were able to come on the show and talk about it. And like I said before, check out Jet Lancer. It's a uh, it does, definitely does not disappoint. I think it's a very good game. If you're into, uh, I don't know, if you're into good games, check it out. It's it's like it's unlike anything else I've played before. So I mean, that's <laughs> always a, always a big thing for me. So yeah,
0: I feel like I, like we might have just interviewed some people that are heroes of mine, and I just don't know it yet. <laughs> I can't. I, I I know I said it a lot in the interview, but it's a great game.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's nice that we uh, that we we're able to, and I, I don't think we I don't think we've really done interviews with people that had bad games, but it's, it's always nice to get to get uh, cool people and cool games that they have, of course. But no, I check it out. I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna get the soundtrack if I can if I can purchase it. I will do that probably after we're done recording here. But we've all been we've all been playing Jet Lancer. Of course, that's one of our big games of the week. But let's talk about the other games that we've been playing. First off I I have my beat of the week this week. I beat Final Fight 3 on uh, 3ds on the virtual console system on there And uh, yeah, I still like Final Fight 3 a lot. It's uh, it's very easy to play. I like I like all the moves in there. I like the branching pathways. It's uh, I was listening to a podcast while I beat it so I wasn't able to listen to the soundtrack but I do think we should have some sort of streets of rage versus Final Fight um, Patreon battle. I should say Jeremy, Jeremy can be the judge and John and I will go again. And I I like, I think that's
0: great. I like,
1: I like both of those series, but I think final fight three is, is like the Mecca. It's, it's basically the, it's the streets of rage Two of final fight and it's, and final fight like went through all of this shit. Like while it was, because like the, the original arcade was ported, but there was, but they cut out a character and they like cut multiplayer out of it. in the first one and the second one, like added multiplayer, but it was, Kind of not as fun, but then three was the one that was made directly for the Super Nintendo. There was no arcade version of it; it was just a Super Nintendo game, and I think that's part of why it shines so well. But yeah, no, and, and I played through it like in a, I don't know, like a little over an hour. Like most good em ups, it doesn't take that long to get through. But that's Is but it. That,
3: available on the Wii U eShop or the
1: Wii U eShop, I guess. Final Fight Three. Yeah, um I. You know what? It's, I, I hope so. I mean, it's available. Yeah,
3: shop, What am I talking about? It, Wii shop is down. Yeah, yeah. Wee. Uh,
1: well, of course, yeah. you no. Know, it's available on Wii. and I and I was gonna. I wanted to play it on Wii, but something else has been been, been taking over my Wii lately, which, which I'll talk about. But uh, yeah, no, I wasn't it, gonna play like it on there. For another podcast. Yeah, but uh, I I think uh, yeah, it should be. I don't know. Take a look. Capcom has been pretty supportive of the, of the of Nintendo, even in the Wii U days. So maybe final fight three made it over there. It's, it's funny. I mean, it was on 3DS, like as one of those games that you could only play if you had the new 3DS, you know, because apparently the, the, whatever the pixels or how they did it for the super Nintendo version was like, not as, I don't know, whatever it is you needed like the, the new 3DS to play it and it's on there. So that. I'd be surprised if it's not on Wii U, but, but yeah, no final fight three is great. I I played through that again. That's, that's my credits, my credits for the week. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We, we've been playing a lot of Jet Lancer, of course, for the topic. But uh, my big, my, honestly, the game I've been playing more than anything is Fortune Street on Wii. That's be, that's become my my new obsession. I now that I now that I finally figured out how to play the game right. It's actually it's so it's so stupid addictive, and it's kind of stupid. I don't know. I don't I don't know why I'm still playing it as much as, I can, as as I am. I think it's maybe it's fun to live in a world where I have enough money to buy giant skyscrapers.
0: Are you but, playing single player?
1: I'm playing both, actually. Jess and I are playing two player, and I'm also playing single player while she's asleep. Because well, So because, you
3: didn't get back? Oh, good. <laughs> go
1: well, Well, there's a, there's a campaign mode in it where basically you have to beat the single player to get all the extra levels. Like there's a bunch of extra levels that you can unlock. So I've been trying to do that. And in order to do that, you have to beat like 12 levels or something like that. So you have to beat all of the Mario levels and all of the Dragon Quest levels. To unlock a third level that has new, new levels from the Mario and the Dragon Quest universe. So, and there's, there's four new characters also that you could unlock, which I've unlocked one, but there's, there's three others that I still haven't gotten. So that's what I'm trying to do. I had like the most epic game of all time last night while well, Jess was on the phone with, with her, uh, with her brother and his wife. And it was like, I was like doing so fucking well. And then in the last like two seconds of the game, I lost and I was so fucking pissed mm. and I just like I didn't you know I just like I just like said fuck you to the tv and I just like set down the controller and just like <laughs> wa- and just like walked away for a minute and like went to the bathroom and then I was like rage quit and then I, and then I'm like fuck this game but yeah no, it was it, it, it reminded me it was like a Mario Kart moment pretty much you know where like you're playing Mario Kart you're in the first place and all of a sudden you get hit by this fucking blue shell at the end that's what I felt like happened
3: I bet you're the only person to get mad at Fortune Street in the year twenty twenty.
1: Oh no, man. I don't know. I, I I was able I did a little research on I was trying to like figure it out because it's it's definitely not an easy game to just play, and they don't really tell you how to play it. Like, there's no – or maybe there's a tutorial, I guess. Is I that the
0: version I played with you, Trey? Because we played Fortune Street a few times.
1: We we did play it, but I, did, I didn't know how to play it then. Oh, uh, okay. I, whenever whenever uh, we're able to see each other again, I should teach you how to play it because it's really cool once you figure out how to do it. I mean, it's
0: like Minimalized Monopoly.
1: Uh, I mean, actually, it's, I think it's more complicated than Monopoly. It's Monopoly if you could buy stocks, too. In in uh, in, in Boardwalk Place or whatever. It's
3: what was your experience with
1: the game when it came out? Because it didn't hit with you when it came out, but I, I, but mean, I what I, I was it like for you then? I didn't I didn't play it when it came out. Actually, it's uh,
0: no? I Isn't heard it ba- based off of a game in Dragon Quest.
1: Uh, it's sort of yeah. It's it, well, it's it's made yeah. I believe it's made by Yu- Yuji Hori from Dragon Quest, and it is like owned by Square Enix. And this is a Square Enix game, and it takes place in. I mean it roughly takes place in the Dragon Quest universe but Fortune Street for Wii is basically like a it's kind of like Dragon Quest cross Mario because like there's Mario levels and there's Dragon Quest levels and there's Mario characters and there's Dragon Quest characters and there's Dragon Quest characters like from all across the different games that you can play as and uh, I guess it's sort of a spin-off of some of the uh, I think starting in with Dragon Quest 3 there are board games that you can find in in the in the game where you basically, you know, you roll a die and you go to different spots where you like fight monsters or you can, you know, you you can randomly land you can land on a hotel or whatever and heal yourself and all that stuff. And that's that's all that there was in Dragon Quest, but I guess they spun that out in 1991 as Fortune Street. And Fortune Street is basically it's kind of like Monopoly, but you can but there's like more complications to it. You buy you you walk you 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 move around a board and there's different, um, you know, there's, there's different boards that are shaped different ways. Some of them have different spots that other ones don't have. Some of some of the more complicated Dragon Quest ones, there's like one that that, we, that Jess and I played that's like on top of a volcano where like where there's like four parts to the map and, and and there's a switch on each of these parts of the map. And if you hit the switch, if you land on the switch, all four of these parts of the map separate from each other. So you can't go from one to another until somebody else hits the switch. To bring to bring the map back together, and there's also like these lava monsters that you can ride on if they're next to you to another part of the map, so there's different ones that like get more complicated depending on what they are but no, I just kinda i don't know i find it i find it addictive, and it's and it's all like dragon quest stuff, which I like anyway but and I've just been really adamant about trying to unlock these extra levels that are on there, and they're fucking hard like i I went online and looked to see if there's any sort of way to get around it and and you can like you can unlock certain play styles for for your AI self because you can. There's an option. There's an out to lunch option where the game will where the where the uh, computer player will like play for you. You can make the computer play for you, and you can actually unlock different styles of how they would play. Like you could like you could put like you could make it like Luigi lover. So like if you're playing with Luigi they would like do what they can to help out Luigi or whatever. I don't know why that's in there, but that's, <laughs> but that's an option. You can Luigi make it do that. that. Yeah. You, it, you, it's basically every character in there. There's a, there's, you can set your character as that character lover and then you will try to help them out. Or you could be like, Hey, I want my character to just buy property and your character will do that. Or you can make them like all about stocks and do all this stu- other stuff. And there's, and I, I guess if you get, if you get the dominating, if you're able to make the go- dominating character trait for your AI, out-to-lunch character, it'll win most of the games, but not all of them, like, where it can kind of, like, play itself. And I, I think I've got to the point where it's where it's, gets so hard that I just need to do it myself. But it's, I don't know, I've kind of just rabbit-holed myself into that game, I guess. And 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 the games are not... They take, like, the reason that we wanted to play it, that justin and I wanted to play it, is, like, these games take forever, or at least they used to, when we didn't know how to play right. But now, but now that now you know how to play, you can actually do it quicker. But... The idea is to get your net worth above a certain level in the game through purchasing property and, and tax, and stocks and stuff like that. But I've been, I've been playing a lot of it. I, I had like one of the, one of the, my best experiences from the game was the other day when there's this one level, I think it's, I think it's a Yoshi's Island level where there's like a separate island that you can go to. And whenever there's a separate part in any map, it's easy to get stuck there because if you don't land directly on the pipe or whatever or the warp to get out of there, you may never leave. And I was stuck on this island for so long that I started buying all the property there. And I and, and Birdo was there with me, too. And Birdo was actually buying all the other property until until I like ended up making my properties cost so much that I was able to like completely destroy Birdo. And and Birdo actually went completely bankrupt. And that's the first time I've seen that in that game. You can either end it that way or through your net worth or whatever. Poor Birdo. But it was just awesome to see because I felt like it, it definitely has a feeling that the computer sort of cheats with the dice with the dice rolls, which Mario Party felt like that too, but I feel like this one especially. You feel like sometimes they're cheating to getting a- to get around your property and not paying. And I felt that was what what was happening because I land on this there's a space there's a space where basically you have to take a day off and all your properties are done for the for the next round. And no and you know, if anybody lands on it they don't have to pay you. I landed on that three times. Like three times in a row, practically on this island. And I was, you know, conspiracy theory in my brain thinking that Birdo was like, that the, 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 the AI was trying to screw me over and all that. And, but then eventually Birdo just started, hit, started hitting all of my properties. And it was just so nice to just see Birdo crack under the pressure. <laughs> they had, they had to sell every single shop that they had, and they had to sell every single stock that they had. And eventually they got off the island, but it didn't take that much longer before they were bankrupt. After that, And it's really nice to see the computer fall in that game. Burdo already has to be Birdo, and now. Burdo's bankrupt. <laughs> no, yeah. Burdo's
0: already had a rough go at
1: it. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's what I've been playing mostly. I think it's uh, yeah, I got it. I got it used somewhere just because I remember it getting like a pretty good review on IGN and somebody saying that it was better than Mario Party. It's like way way different than Mario Party. I would actually love if I if I like you know had. If I was able to make games for Nintendo, whatever, I would love to do like a Mario Party Cross Fortune Street game, where where the, where you take some of the Mario Party stuff and put it in Fortune Street, like add like the mini games and some of the other like you know able to switch around your stuff from Mario Party and put them together. I think you could have a really cool game between between the two of those. But yeah, no, it's a yeah my my Wii U has been playing that a lot just because it's it's. You know, you'll be like, I just want to play a little bit, and then it's like, okay, now I'm in the middle of this, and you're like, oh, well, I want to do one more round. And it's like, okay, fine.
0: It is interesting. Oh, so you that
1: got you- it on Wii U, so you got it on Wii U. No, I'm playing it. I'm playing it on my Wii U in the Wii mode because the Wii U is backwards compatible. So, yeah, it um, is
0: interesting to hear you like playing this game that I I don't even remember. It had to have been like four or five years ago when we played this. Like,
1: yeah, we played it around when I first got it, and I had only played it like. <laughs> I don't know if I'd even played it. I think I played it once or twice with, with Jess and then I played it and I played it with you and Amanda. And it was like, I don't think I didn't fully understand it yet. And I don't even think I fully understood it until like a couple of days ago where I actually started like digging into like people's art. You know, some people have written stuff about it. I, f- I found the dark web of fortune street as I was telling uh Jess. Oh, and I, I just, <laughs> well, I just like did some research and there was actually, you oh, know, cool. Woodis, the, the, uh Dragon Quest, page that we've talked about before i mean they even did a little write-up about it of course because it's a dragon quest related or adjacent or whatever so they even did a little thing about it but i read somebody wrote an article about like the top five ways to win at fortune street and the main one is my middle is my middle name uh, insider trading that i was saying basically the way the way to win the game is to buy i mean it's obviously about buying property but whatever there's different districts in the game and you buy stocks based on those districts, like whatever whatever stuff is in there. And basically what you want to do is you go around the board once and as you're going through the board you have to collect four the four suits, like spade, club, heart, diamond. Once you have all four of those, you come back to the you come back to the bank, which is the starting point, and you get a promotion, or you level up, you know, they play the little the no 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 they play the Dragon Quest level up music whenever you get there. <laughs> And you get like a – you get your salary bonus or whatever where you make a certain amount of money depending on your your stocks, your net worth, what you own or whatever. And once you get to the bank, you can buy stocks in any, in any of these st- districts. And basically, what you want to do is you buy, you, you buy as many stocks as you can in whatever district you have the most property in. And then you expand the property in that district. And then your sto- stocks go through the roof. And you could even like – you can make yourself go completely negative in that, and then sell the stocks that you have afterwards to make the money back, and that's basically the main key to winning the game, I believe. So once I figured that out, it became, it became. I, I was I fell even deeper into the game. So that's basically what I've been doing. I played. I, I mean I played a little bit of Animal Crossing. We had you know I bought I bought a half a million turnips, uh, sold some of them to Jess for uh, one hundred and seventy four yesterday. Uh, Jeremy did as well. Um I'm pretty close to play, to paying off my house on there um i got what was it i got i got Kyle to leave so that's so that's cool the uh the pop star guy that I didn't care for he left uh elvis is here now i i like elvis he's a lion he wears a wears a king robe he he's he's like kind of a he's a he's a grumpy style villager so he has like the gravelly uh low voice the, and i don't have any characters like that so that's pretty cool. But once I think once I pay off the house, I'm just going to be playing it and just like mining the rocks and checking the outfits and stuff until I get bored of it, I guess, or until uh, until there's a new event. Which Justin and I were just talking about it yesterday. It's crazy that it's already almost another fishing tournament. Like we're so close to like a new fishing. Oh, really? Tournament. When is it? It's in June. We're like a, okay. we're like a few fucking weeks away.
0: I yeah. guess if there's four a year, yeah, it's every three
1: months. Well, I mean, I feel like we just did that other one, but it's and yeah. and even when it happened, and we talked about it. We were like, "Oh, it's going to be a long time until the next fishing tournament." But no, it's right around the corner. Coming right yeah. around. Yeah, I yeah.
0: hope that the gifts or the prizes are different. Because I don't
1: want to do. Yeah, that I hope so people. too. Yeah, right, because <laughs> we because we already yeah because we already got most of the prizes.
3: I'd like some incentive because I already spent four hours and got everything from the first one. So yeah. it'd be nice if they had like a whole bunch of different prizes and that the prizes and, and this one are like okay i don't know i want some like good prizes
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i mean i don't know what you're gonna get aside from floors and furniture or whatever you know i don't know
3: i don't know i'll take more flooring i feel like there's not enough flooring in the game
1: i wanted to i, I originally more more tables <laughs> more table yes yeah no tables. tables yeah tables are definitely something that i that i feel like i don't have any of it sinks because you because it all my stuff is like on the floor. Like I need something to <laughs> to keep my stuff, on. I don't want to mm. just stick all my shit on the floor. But Here's a pro kinda... tip. So one that I've been using is the bamboo stool. I use that as a
3: table, mm. and you can put them close together. You know, some of the objects, you know, when you put them together, there's like a wide gap between them. Sure, mm. if you put them together, then then they fit nicely anywhere you want. Um, there's you also can make the like bamboo... a bigger table
0: out of them.
1: Yeah, or there's also the bamboo bench which I just got. Which is a nice like low table. Oh, nice! Um, I, I I've been making a lot of the. I mean, I have like the secret bamboo area, and and I call it my secret bamboo area in like the top northeast part of town, where I keep all the stuff that I like. It's like my zen area, and I, I have a couple stereos there playing Steel Cupcakes and all that. So it's like the nice place I go to to just like just chill out, chill out. Such a and, good song. And and I don't think I don't think I mentioned it last week on the show, but. I've uploaded all of the KK Slider songs aside for w- aside from one. I miss I I said that I had them all up on Twitter, but I am missing one. I forgot about the one. But every hmm. I have every KK Slider episode or every KK Slider song is is on the Nintendo Main YouTube channel, youtubecom Podcast. if you want to check that is out. Is that all from New Horizons or is that throughout all the different it, it's Games, or- it's it's all of them, yeah. I think there's only a couple new songs on a New Horizon compared to the other ones. Okay, but no, I basically I went to like a Animal Crossing Wikipedia type thing and looked at all the looked at all the songs that were in the game, and I printed out, I printed them all out, and I just it was like ninety something, right? I think it's ninety five total. It's a lot of songs. Yeah. How many songs are on there?
0: It's a time life collection.
1: But I went through, and, <laughs> I went through and recorded myself in my town watching all of them with KK Slider, so. If you want to see them they're, they're all on there.
0: Yeah, they'll be different from your uh the midi versions they give you to play on your stereo.
1: Yeah, they're they're all the live versions and it's like, you know, of, of me doing it wearing a different outfit and, and depending on which day I recorded that. But yeah, I went went through and did and did all that so anybody wants to find it. And and this Saturday I'll be able to get the birthday one. It's the one that I don't have yet cuz it's mm. cuz you can only ask for it the Saturday before your birthday. I I tried to get him to play it and he said no, so it was, it was kk denied he, he, he denied me huh. and said said no dice so that's a uh, that's about what i've what i've been doing on Animal i did Crow something singing.
0: funny i looked up um because every week i've been trying to specifically you know i want to get a song that i don't have yet because he gives you a copy of it yeah and so i've been asking for a different song every week and so this week i just did the thing i've been doing where i'm like look up kk songs and there's literally one called bad romance i'm like that's not one and i put it in he's like this one's dedicated to jeremy he played it and i'm like wait a second well it turns out somebody trolled me
1: and you played the
0: default song yes
1: but i was gonna i was gonna tell you that that's not a song because i know because i've heard all of them (laughs) no there's actually and there's three Trolled me it worked. yeah there well the funny thing is is yeah and i've seen rick roll instead (laughs) well well you you can ask him to play anything and he'll tell you that that's what he's playing. But then at the end, he'll say like, you know what? I, I got to be yeah, honest I with you. Know. I don't, I didn't know what you were talking about. So I played this other thing. And there's actually three different songs that he plays and those are all on the YouTube as well. There's like three different mess up songs. So there might actually be more than, there might actually be like 98 total mm-hmm. because, because I don't know if those are in the list that I read, but yeah, no, that I, I have enough. I have a bunch of different Animal Crossing soundtracks on my computer, and I was able to find which one it was. You,
0: if you get that mess up song, you can still put in one that he does have, and he'll give you a copy of it. Yeah, if I did that afterwards. I can't remember what I did, but
1: yeah, because I don't. I don't think he'll give you. I don't think he'll give you a copy of the mess up song. So, no, no.
3: you have to sit through the whole mess up
1: song, though. Yeah, they're not bad, though. No, they're not bad. But you'll it's once you get into the ones that have like the hyphens above the letters because you have to put in that specific one, and the little like hyphen thing has to be the right way because one time I had one going left instead of right or whatever, and (laughs) I and I didn't get the right song. Those got kind of annoying. But
3: eight different times you typed in Go KK Rider. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I didn't know exactly how to. I I thought it had an exclamation point. It doesn't. And. I didn't know if there were differences between and, the K's. Yeah, no, they're very, they're very, very particular. I think you have to like punctuate everything in the right way. And if you go to the YouTube, I have everything written out the way that you have to write it out to, <laughs> to get the song. So I made sure somebody commented on it and was like, Oh, I, I put that in and I got a different song. And I was like, I was like, the game is super particular. You have to like put it down exactly how it is. Otherwise, you might not get the right song. So yeah, that's what I've been doing aside from, uh, yeah, playing, playing Jet Lancer and Fortune Street and. Final fight and animal crossing for the most part I, I mean, I've kind of dabbled in a couple other switch games, but I don't need to I don't think I need to talk about them right yet.
0: Well, I've been playing the stock market as well in Animal Crossing and I did just like I don't know for whatever the reason this week I wanted like an exact number. I just wanted to know what I put into it, what I got out of it, blah blah blah. And I actually made a spot in our Slack called Turnip Talk because I felt like I was getting a little <laughs> too dirty about it. And I'm like, maybe I should just have a spot for it. But I spent uh, 750000 on Sunday on the turnips uh, for 104 each. Yeah, I spent a lot, but I had finished paying off my house at that point. So I have spent almost all the money I had. I ended up with like, I had like 60000 that, mm. but I didn't have any debt left. So I was like, well, I might as well just start spending money now. So I bought all those turnips and then I've been keeping an eye on the, the prices and yesterday found out on Jess's Island they were going for one seventy four each. My original plan was to sell enough to break even, and then the rest of them, no matter what they went for at the end of the week, would be pure profit. Even if it was like less, you know what I mean? Because I would still be yeah, that, coming that's- out of from the initial and that's what I was gonna do, but then I was like, "Well, you know what? I just want more money in my bank account because it still hadn't. It was still like less than a million at that point. So, I went to Jess's Island and I sold all of them for 174 each, made a total of well, for a total of 100 or a million eighty seven thousand five hundred, and that was a profit of three hundred thirty seven thousand five hundred that I made in less than two days. So, I thought that was pretty cool because nice. bet... I think I've estimated it takes about an hour to make 100,000 bells if you're just going around fishing and huh. yeah. collecting insects and doing all that stuff. it It's about, I'd say on average, about an hour. Or so that's three and a half hours of work uh-huh. that I didn't have to do. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. But it is nice to see my uh, my account going up to close to what the last loan payment was because that took so long to do. Now it's going to be nice to see that in my account. and I don't have to give it to Tom Nook.
1: Yeah. Is that what you're trying to do? Is just like raise up the money that you paid in? That's all just, I care about. Anymore. I was, yeah,
0: I just want a bunch of money in my bank account. And I started doing a little bit of terraforming, but I still haven't gotten too crazy with that. I, I don't know if I mentioned I had made an orchard last week. Yeah. I'm still not super happy with how it's laid out. Like I think I'm going to change the layout of it again, but you know, I surround it in bushes and it's kind of up away from everything else. And I like it. It's a nice little area. And then I finally moved my house Um, I I cleared out a big lake at the top and I put my house dead in the middle of the lake. That's kind of what I always wanted was a lake house. So I'm going to put some decorations in the water around it. Maybe have them to where they're like just on like single tiles or whatever, but don't know exactly what I'm going to do with it. But I did start making paths and um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm playing a lot less of the game, but I
5: still
0: have
3: fun with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I still like to check in every day and go around and mine the rocks and look for the the money. Actually, oh yeah, I I, did, I didn't mention it, but because uh, I forgot about it, but I did accidentally cut down one of my money trees before it became a money tree. So, <laughs> so I I had this whole day where I didn't get the money tree because I accidentally cut it down because I was trying to. I don't know, you know, Isabel's been riding me about the about the trees and all that, and I've been trying to get rid of mm. some of them, but I like the trees in my town. But, I'm uh, trying to
3: figure out something with money trees because yeah. I had two money trees that just wouldn't grow. And, um, like I, I think I've got seven going right now. They're all in various stages, but there's two that just are—they remain little sprouts.
1: You I can can't figure out
3: if I'm putting too too close to the water or or what's going on.
1: I mean, you can move them. I mean, you'll probably have yeah. to move them if they're not if they're not if they're not growing. They're too too close to something.
3: Yeah, yeah no. so
1: so you need to move them, but you can dig them up and, and replace them. I don't I don't move mine; I leave them wherever they're at. But there was <laughs> one that I put. It was by like this incline that it, towards like to where like the East Lake is, and I thought for some reason the tree looked like it was fully grown, and I was like, well, I don't want a tree there, you know. I was like, I, I guess I already got the money from that, so I cut it down, and I guess it wasn't fully grown yet because the next time I could, next day I just could not find it, could not find the money, so. And I was it, and I was hoping that I thought maybe I'd get up earlier today and try to look at AM turnip prices because I've never done that before because I don't wake up early enough, you know. And I didn't. I just I tried that just yesterday. back right into this. So
0: and it, and it went up in price between the AM and the PM. So I was like,
1: maybe I should just wait. But as soon as I found out, just
0: had that price, So I was like, I just want to. I just want to make this money back now.
1: Well, I mean, so last the time like, that it changes. it changes at one o'clock or twelve noon. Yeah. Well. Yep. I mean, last, last week when I sold them to Jeremy, the next day, my place had them for almost 500. So,
0: oh my gosh.
1: So, yeah. so, so this week, I, so what I did this week is I, I sold, so I have, I have like 5,000. I, I bought 5,000 turnips and I sold 2,000 to Jess. And that got me like 400,000 and I spent like 500,000. So, if I even if I liquidated the ones that I have for whatever, I'll still end up getting the same thing. So, I'm just holding on to the 3,000 in hopes that I see like a 400 again. You know, I didn't want to sell it all for the same price that I sold it before. I'd rather just wait, and even if I have to offload it for like sixty or whatever, I'll still end up getting what I paid for it. So that's basically like what I what I figured out for it. So I so I sold two thousand, I still have three thousand, and I'm just going to wait and see what my prices are. Unless one of you guys have five hundred dollar prices or something like that, then I'll go over there. Which I'll, I'll keep
0: an eye on my turnip prices. But that's,
1: but that's what I'm doing with it. I'm just going to wait it out because every time every time that I sold my turnips. In another town, the next day, my my turnips in my town were were, pri- were higher. So I'm just going to wait I think it out. It's best see to what just happens. not look. Like once you've sold your turnips, just mm-hmm. you're done for the week. I can't do that unless though. you're doing nothing. It nothing for, good can come from it. I can't do that though. I don't have that restraint. <laughs> Supposedly, <have> <laughs> you
0: can see some sort of like curve and how what the prices are going to be based on if you track all of your prices on a day to day basis. But I don't want to do that. That's too mm-hmm. much work. I don't want to get up. Every day to check the morning and the night prices. Um, yeah, not, I have an alarm set for Sunday at eleven thirty a.m. It's a it's a it's an alarm that goes off every week. It just says turnips. I get out of bed. <laughs> Turn time. I go back to sleep.
1: Oh, I, I basically I stay up till five Saturday night and, and buy turnips. That's what I and did this I, past yeah. week. I just happened That's to be up. Five.
0: I'm like, well, I might as well just do this now and then go to bed. But yeah. yeah.
1: And this yeah. has been, this has been up talk of uh, Nintendo made podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is our
0: financial <laughs> podcast, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's enough up talk. I think, I think yeah. um, other than animal crossing. Oh, I did want to say I've had another, a couple of people asked to move out, but I haven't had the uh, heart to actually let anyone move out yet. So I, I kind of want to get, I kind of want to meet a villager actually like that comes to the campsite. And that hasn't happened yet. Mm. I haven't liked any of them. Um, one thing that did happen though, and I think it was, a, it must've been a dream, but I had this dream that I was going, that I checked my mail in animal crossing. And there was this letter that was just like, it was really kind of like, uh, I don't know. It was like a breakup letter from high school or something. It was like, I can't believe you fucking hate me so much or something along those. Lines. <laughs> and it was one of my villagers and they're like, I'm moving out. And like, they were just gone. Like there was- <laughs> and I'm like, you know, in the dream, whatever I, I kind of forgot about it. But a day or two later, I was like, which one of my villagers left? Like in my head, I convinced myself that someone had left. Uh And I started like going through and I I thought I counted that there were only nine houses. And then I like went and I looked at all my mail and I couldn't find that letter. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure there's an expletive in it. So I don't think that was Animal Crossing like real life. And then Uh it took me a little while to realize that I had just dreamed about one of my villagers leaving. And I really thought all <laughs> was gone. And I was racking my brain
1: trying to figure out how it was. I, I, I wanna, now I want to send you a high school breakup letter on here. <laughs> it's like, Why? Why do you fucking hate me? <laughs> it, was something, it was
0: definitely along those lines. And it was because I think I had been the night before about how neglect is the only way to <laughs> to get a villager to leave. You can't, like, if you hit him with a net, that doesn't help. You got to neglect the fuck out of him.
1: Yeah, I never thought that, <laughs> the hitting him with a net. I mean, they may get mad, but... Yeah, no. What's his face? Uh, you know, Kyle is like he's he's the pop star. I, you know, he he wears like this white shirt, black uh, black vest thing. You know, he looks like looks like Jesse from Full House. Like he has, I would he was basically kind of the butt of the butt of the joke for most of my stuff in my town. I would send him all the outfits that I thought were ugly, and I'd and I'd send him a letter saying like, "Hey, this outfit's ugly. You should wear it because you <laughs> wear every because your other <laughs> outfits are ugly." And I thought he looked like a, yeah, he looked like a 90s TV sitcom star. And I kind of never really liked him. But then, like, you know, when he left, he was all like, oh, you know, you're an inspiration to me. And I'll never forget you. And, like, he, he sent all this nice stuff to me. And I felt kind of bad when he left. I was like, eh. It's like, <laughs> I oh. had a
3: villager who I, I hated at first. I just thought he was kind of a dork. It was um, uh, Jacob the Woodpecker. Mm-hmm. And so I was picking on him, sending him nasty letters and all that stuff. But he turned it around on me. I don't know. He's just so charming. He talks about bugs all the time, and I lo- he's I lo- just like a friendly little dude. So I, I, I like, now, now, he yeah. lives. I put him in the nicest
1: house on top of a mountain. <laughs> so Jacob really turned it around. I, I liked, I like the bug characters, like uh, Cole. Cole is my, still my favorite villager. I think, like, talking about the
0: bugs in their walls.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's Cole and Cole and Pashmina and Mary are probably my top three favorite tops, villagers like that. that I have I mean, right now.
0: So I saw. I saw a pretty funny conversation. I can't remember if it was this week or last week, but it was between um, his name is Shep. He's like a sheepdog and he's always got fleas. I always have to catch fleas off of them. But um, he was talking to, I think it was Mallory. who's like a bird. And I walked up to him and they were talking and he kept calling her mom. She's like, why do you keep calling me mom? So I'm your son. You're my mom. And she's like, you're really starting to freak me out. That's weird. (laughs) And he's like, and he's like, you got to take every, every role seriously. Cause he's like the acting type. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he wants, he was like calling her, he was like creeping her out. And she was getting really pissed off that he wouldn't stop calling her mom. And I was yeah. Like, this, is, this is weird. <laughs> what I, am I, with this I,
1: I do have to mention that, uh, Pashmina, she asked me that she wanted to say a new thing other than kidders. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just, just to go old school, she now says tubin monkey. <laughs> whenever, uh, whenever Tubin talks to me, Tubin Monkey. That's a that's a line from a. We used to have a we had we had like this fake talk show that we recorded or whatever, and Lincoln, uh, the Trey and Phil show is what we called it. And when Jeremy was a guest on the show, which was the best episode we ever did, was the one with Jeremy as a guest. The sailboat episode, the sailboat episode, as we called it. But yeah, you say Tubin Monkey in it, and that was a I don't know that became a term that we would say. And uh, yeah, I got and she says "tube and monkey" now, and it's and it's funny. It's along the lines of a uh, "buka snack snack," but that's from uh, that's from the mall the mall movie, which you can actually find the on snack YouTube snack. on on YouTube. That that was another, yeah, there's 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 another Jeremy thing from a uh, from from the um the Dewey the Duck the Dewey the Duck short that we did, but yeah, the no. It,
0: keeps trying to give me a new nickname, and I'm not having it. I like I like um. Ham dad too much.
1: You got to keep Ham dad. Ham going. dad's classic. Yeah. <laughs> I got a new one now. Now I'm funky punk. Funky, funky punk. Yeah. And they still they still call me backbeat, but uh, but now but now Pashmina says tube and monkey, which is great because she's one of my favorites. I mean, she was like one of my original town members, and she's great. She always has fun stuff to give me, and uh, gives me a lot of reactions too. And I like I like the bug guy just because he's wacky. Coles, he's a weird wacky dude that, that coal' a little black bunny that's fun
0: I, I did uh so back to the not really talking about the stock market but I said I went to jess's island man her her house is really the way she has her house set up is really cool
1: her island's great like she's a uh, she's pretty good like she has everything designed and yeah no she has a i'm sure you checked out the the tiger room right on the, yeah, on the tiger second room awesome. floor yeah <laughs> she she, mm-hmm. she basically yeah no she has this uh, on the second floor she has a tiger room which is basically was inspired by this bobblehead tiger doll that she found. And she has a whole room based around this tiger. And it was never really an idea that she had. It was just an idea that came to her after she found this tiger. So I think it's funny that it's the tiger room is what we call it. Sometimes the items lead your design. Like you had one idea, you find this cool item and you're like, oh, wait, I got to make the whole room around this now. Yeah. I mean, well, I have uh, my my I have a wrestling floor. My second floor is like my wrestling area, and that's where the ring is because it's like big, you know. And do I you was have a full ring now. I do, yeah. Well, okay. I figured out you basically need you need the red corner, the blue corner, and the two neutral corners. And yeah. if you put all of neutral the, corners, yeah, the white the white neutral corners, which just which ga-
0: I have one of those. I didn't know if you needed
1: it. Yeah, just gave me one, and then I ordered another one because okay. it, because it yeah. automatically goes in your catalog. But if you put the the blue and the blue and the red together on one side. You can roll from one side of the ring to the other, so I have that now. Where you can roll from like the uh, right side okay. all the way through the ring to the other side. But I yeah. have the blue and the red, but I did not know about the the neutral one. Yeah, you need the neutral sides if you want to like roll from one side to another.
3: I but, wish you could stand up in the ring. Why can't you just stand up and <laughs> run back and forth,
1: bounce on the ropes? That's what the ropes are there for. I know it's it's like a bed. I wish you could put the little the wrestling figures in the ring, like you know, yeah, little bobblehead guys. Like, yeah. Hmm. I hope there's a big like update like that that just fixes all those
3: random things. I understand there's like I don't know how many <laughs> items, like a thousand <laughs> items in this game, must be. So a lot of work for the, for them to do. Yeah. But in the meantime, I hope, I hope now they're working on making the
1: items more like their real life counterparts, mm. so you can actually run in the ring or do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean that would be. Yeah, I mean it. It's never really been that way, so I don't see them changing it. But no, I feel I, like it has to change though with the, with the bigger audience.
3: You know, that it has now, people have expectations that with certain objects, you're going to be able to do certain things. And and to keep the momentum going, keep people's interest, that would be a great way to
1: do it. Hey, now that foosball table that you have, now you can actually play it. Yeah, I, I wish, I mean, I just want to be able to sit on the lifeguard chair. That that really pissed me off that I can't sit on that fucking thing. Yeah, I want to go on the break. Pro- right. you, you can't even sit. Yeah, but the lifeguard chair is a chair. You should be able to sit on it just like every other <laughs> chair.
0: I want to take a shower. I want to, I mean, I'm happy to let you use the toilet, but. I don't yeah. like get in the shower, I want in the tub.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, no I my wrestling room, I we I was able to get the uh the like wrestling background with the crowd that's animated, which is awesome cuz it feels oh, like that, wow. It feels like you're in uh, it basically feels like you're in Super Punch-Out whenever you go in there and that's what uh that's what cool. I really like. Yeah, there's a cool. there's like people the in the crowd in there somewhere. Uh I haven't seen him yet, but I haven't really looked that hard. And you're also, you're able to customize the ring. So my ring says AEW and all that on like on the bottom part. So it's pretty cool. That's cool. I put it, I, I put, put it on my, ring my outside Muscle Beach. I have a, what was it? I I have, I have a drum set also that has AEW on the, on the bass drum. Cause you can change whatever's in the bass drum if you have a, if you have a drum set. So
0: that's a fun thing. I just started messing with too this week was the
1: customizing
0: items. Like I got a, a bench that I put Moogles on that I put outside and things like that.
1: Did you get, I'm sure you got all the special patterns from, uh, from Abel, right? Abel or I haven't Abel. figured out yeah, how to
0: use them yet, but I have gotten some.
1: Yeah. You Go basically, ahead. I think there's like nine or 10 of them. You talk, you talk to her until this she bu- stops giving them to you.
3: There's yeah. more, there's actually several pages. I don't know how many, there's more than nine or 10. Hmm. So you'll see like one actually- page of nine or 10. You can click the right trigger. Um, and then you'll you'll see. I don't know. How many. Oh, maybe
1: maybe they're by a may, maybe they're by season because I'd still talk to her every how day. Do you and look at them? she won't. I've never been able to see them.
3: If you go to the custom uh, to custom design an item, the yeah. last mm-hmm. button um, on the different custom designs is is her patterns. So it'll Whoa. open up a whole other page with all her okay. different patterns.
0: Yeah, because there's like custom. Custom will be all the way at the right. So it's like right. Custom. Okay, I'll check that out again. I just know I've never actually found it.
3: Yeah, I didn't find it until I actually got all the patterns. I'm like, how how do I actually access these? But I stumbled upon it.
0: I went to decorate the locker. I was thinking, well, I can make the locker another color. That's cool. It literally just lets you put a sticker on it, so you get to pick whatever pattern you want to put a sticker. But oh, that was kind of cool, but also simultaneously a little disappointing because I wanted to make like a blue locker. Oh
5: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah but I've got I've got a music room in my basement though, and I've been getting a bunch of cool stuff for that. So. Um. That's been kind of my favorite. And then, of course, the arcade. I got a lot of those pieces from John. Um, I ended up getting another foosball table out of a tree. But, yeah, I've got two foosball tables, two arcades. Got an extra TV on the wall. I've got a dartboard. Got a a basketball thing set up to where it kind of looks like the the basketball games in the arcades. I want pinball machines.
1: Yeah, Yeah. where's the pinball machines? I think there
0: might be pinball machines.
1: They're in in there. I've I've seen them on Twitter i don't i don't know how to i mean none of, none of you guys have the diy for the rocket right i, I asked john about no. it but it, it's a it's a celeste thing and celeste was in my town last night and she and there was no she gave me like the sci-fi floor but no rocket
3: oh cool yeah and we did stipulate trade inform me that there's a difference between the throwback rocket and the rocket i have the throwback rocket i have the
1: throwback rocket like, I, okay. I have the throwback rocket also and it doesn't mm. cuz i I've, I've been trying to build the robot and I have everything to build the robot except for the rocket. That's the only thing I don't have. I have all the gold. I have all the data. How whatever. did you get all the all the um, rusted parts? Oh, I just I just didn't give them to Gulliver. That's that's how you get them. You, you dig up all the ones when he's there and you keep them and don't give them to him. And they become oh, okay. rusted parts. And Jess gave me some, too. That's, that's how he I, that's stops how I got coming, him. though.
3: Like, after a third time, does he not come anymore?
1: I've seen him multiple times.
3: Okay. Okay. I, don't know. I know on, on your on your Nook card or whatever, there's three
1: spots for helping Gulliver. So maybe now that I've filled out all three, I mean, next maybe, time I'll just leave him stranded. I was like, maybe they don't want you to, maybe they don't want to force you to talk to Gulliver any longer. I don't know. I, I've, I've just been just collecting the parts and just not giving them to him. So that's, that's what I think. They just stay doing. forever? Like, they come rescue him the next day? He'll be gone. I mean, he won't be there the well, next day.
0: Well, are those parts able to be used, though? They're not rusty.
1: They will be the next day oh, when he's okay. when he's gone. They become they become rusty if you hold on to them. Somebody actually mentioned it, I think, on our on our community page or on our Facebook page. Like we actually had a listener that chimed in and talked about it
2: about the rusty parts.
1: Yeah, another guy another guy posted a picture of his uh, um, Daniel Lewis, another listener of ours. He posted a picture of his uh, Sega CD flashback game in response to our last episode, which I thought was pretty rad. Sega CD flashback. Game. Yeah, flashback. Oh, the actual flashback. The, the copy the, the, of flashback. The game flashback. Oh, flashback. Okay. Was on Sega so, for CD. some reason in my
3: yeah. mind I was thinking like the Atari flashback. I was like they made a Sega CD flashback system.
1: Oh, well, you you've, no. al- you've already <laughs> you've already forgotten about the Super Nintendo flashback game that you bought for 99 cents. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. He, but he has the Sega CD version, which uh, is pretty rad. I didn't know there was one of those.
0: But yeah, I'd be I'd be cool personally not talking about Animal Crossing anymore? Yeah, I, I,
1: I'm ready to move on. Yeah. yeah,
0: I really only did a couple other things. Obviously, we talked a lot about Jet Lancer in the interview, so I don't, I won't go too much into that. Uh, fun game, played it on the PC uh, with my Switch controller. Still loving that, uh, that ability with Steam. Um, Tetris 99, you know, as A game that we could probably have our own update section for that too because I play this every week. Yeah, I mean Um, we can. I got my badge for nine hundred ninety nine matches.
1: Oh, that's the nine nine nine. I haven't I haven't played it lately, but uh, we we can talk about it now. Cheddar ninety nine did announce that on my birthday weekend they're doing a uh, they're they're going they're finally doing an Animal Crossing theme starting starting tomorrow. Right? Uh, It starts. Was it Thursday through Monday? I think. Is when it's when it's going, or it's or maybe it's. I think it's Friday. It's like the fifteenth through the eighteenth. But yeah, they're they're doing another Tetris Maximus with a uh, finally, finally we get an Animal Crossing theme. I was really surprised that they didn't push it earlier and know why. But I guess it took us forever to get a Ring Fit one too. So whatever.
0: Yeah, Animal Crossing was starting to slump in sales, so they needed.
1: sure <laughs> oh, yeah, needed that push, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they they dipped, dipped under a million a day. So I got to
0: fourth place this week in ninety nine. So nothing too special as far as that's concerned. But whenever I get in the top ten, I'm I'm happy still.
3: Um, But hey, I I bet your average of where you're landing is is going up and up.
0: It is. Yeah, Um, we've been and Sean and I have been tracking that to a somewhat skewed degree because we kind of like we keep kind of changing the rules on what scores we actually track because sometimes you'll be doing great and then you just die like you can't do anything about it like that you just get
1: yeah but that should still be part of your average that's the idea it of is. an average is that everything is in there we
0: wanted to make it more than five we wanted to make it Ten, ten per round uh, to, to average out a number so but we're both improving significantly and uh she's still better than me but i think that i'm starting to catch up to her i mean we're, we both have the same highest place so i'm coming for you Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tetris 99. Well, whoever
1: I, I think number whoever 80. whoever gets the Tetris the whoever wins I think is the winner is the ultimate winner. I so say cuz cuz none of you none of you have made it to number 1. None of no. us none of us have made it it's to one number day. 1.
3: I think that counts definitely at least for beating a game. Like you can count that on the list. If you got number 1 Tetris.
0: If I get Tetris matches, yeah. it's going to be a monumental day for, like I'm going to have like one of the best days of my life after that. I just feel like it. Or the exact opposite cuz that's how Fate likes to be sometimes, but yeah, Tetris 99 hell yeah, still playing that game, still love it. Um, otherwise, yeah, that's really all I've been playing this week. I did see that this, uh, just the other day was the 25th anniversary of the Saturn. I think John, you posted about that on, uh,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought like, about you because you're the only one with the Saturn in this group, and I do
0: have a Saturn, so I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go look at my Saturn, I'm gonna just see what's up with it. Maybe I have the stuff to hook it up and I didn't know. Like I think I read somewhere that one of the Genesis um, adapters might work to hook it up to the AV and then it looks like it's got a pretty standard power cable. So I thought maybe I might actually have what it takes to power this this up. Even if I don't have a controller, I can at least see if it'll turn on because I can't find my controller anywhere. But I I opened up the back of it. There's a little um, expansion port on the back towards the bottom i popped that open and i looked inside of it with a flashlight and the first thing i saw was a dead bug
5: oh no in the very very
0: desiccated dead bug i get in there quite a while so i'm like well shit and it was underneath like if you open up that back part there's a one of those big wide flat watch batteries that i imagine is used to like for the internal clock or whatever um the, the there's like kind of a little uh terminal that that slid into and the dead bug was like psh, smashed underneath the battery thing so i don't know it, happened, it's a cockroach i don't think it was a cockroach it was some sort of beetle but it was dead hmm. and i don't know like the way i acquired the saturn was it was a guy who was sort of i'd say kind of a vagrant type of maybe or maybe that's not even the right word He he just never transient that might be a better word he just never really like Had a permanent address for quite a while. He just like slept on people's couches, and uh, he's a guy that like we hung out with him at a party one night, and we were like in our early twenties. And he's like, "Hey, if uh, you if you guys want to go drink some more at your house, you know, I got some beer I can bring over." That kind of thing. So like we went back to my house. He had a Saturn. He wanted us to try out. He had a Saturn, and that's kind of how he like tricked us into like letting him sleep on our couch for a couple months (laughs) (laughs) because. I'll pay you some rent. and He never paid rent. He never did. And then one day he was just like, well, I got to go. And then he left and he left like a ton of his stuff behind. And the Saturn was one of the things. So I don't know. The bug might've been in there for a long time, <laughs> maybe before I acquired it, but he kind of left it did behind. you get your Saturn debugged? Well, that's what I did. I, uh I looked up some videos on YouTube because I wanted to make sure I did it right. And uh I tore, I tore it apart because it was my last resort to see if I could get it to work. I couldn't, I couldn't in good good faith or whatever. I, I just couldn't power up the thing and try to play it knowing there was a dead bug in it. Like I just had to clean it out at that point. Like It was bothering me so much. Uh-huh. So I took it apart. I cleaned it out, but um, I don't know if it's going to work again. I haven't tried putting it back together yet, but I discovered some bad stuff inside. Uh, only the one bug. So I was kind of worried it was going to be infested, but it was just that one bug and then there's a lot of dust, but worse there was rust and rust is very bad
5: oh yeah Uh-oh.
0: it's right here this is the this is the motherboard of the system and back here where the hope oh, that hopefully that wasn't important back here where this uh, battery terminal where the power cord goes in all oh, right no that's where the yeah that's where the power goes in it's all rusty mm. and then up here <laughs> this is the power supply up here's the the uh, Expansion port where you put uh, additional RAM because that was one thing about the Saturn. You just like put these RAM packs in it and it would improve the performance. Um, That's all rusted out too. So I'm really worried that it's just not going to power on. So I won't know until I actually try, of course. But uh, the inside of there's like an RF shield in there and it was all rusted out. And um, I'm worried about it. But at least I took it apart and got to see the inside of it. It looks cool.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Ben
1: Heck, if you're listening, DM us.
0: <laughs> yeah. if
1: ugh, Ben Heck, Ben Heck. We, we talked don't... to him a few times at the MGC. He's going a little nuts on Twitter,
0: but, uh, Aren't we he, all? uh yeah, I don't know. I just don't agree with a lot of things he's been saying on Twitter lately, but, um, as far as cool science stuff goes, he's still awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to try putting it back together and next week I'll have an update. At least I will have put it back together. I may not have gotten it to power on or I may not even have the right accessories for that. But I was really hoping for the 25th anniversary, I could get my Saturn to work again. So that's going to be a work in progress and I will update everyone as I do that. Lastly, uh, because I was in the mood to fix things. I looked up a video on fixing my Joy-Con drift because it's just—it's so horrible that I literally have to have my Joy Cons disconnected and like I put them in another room so that they don't turn themselves on, yeah. Because interfere with any other thing I'm trying to do, like it's just gotten so bad. So my my Joy Cons are literally in a box in my bedroom right now in another room because they piss me off so much. (laughs) I took the don't don't even want to look at them. I just don't want Joy-con. Anything, Go to have them uh, yeah, activating and then interfering with the control scheme on the, the switch. Um, it's just it got it's gotten so bad that I finally was just like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear this fucker apart if I have to and see if I could fix it myself. Well I didn't take it apart. I looked at a video and John, I know you've sent stuff about repairing Joy Cons before. I, I don't know if it was the same sort of thing. And this just literally had you cleaning it with some rubbing alcohol. Hmm. You basically just saturate the thumbstick underneath there's this like kind of this little rubber sleeve that is at the bottom of the, the actual thumbstick part. You have to like lift that up and then clean underneath it. And supposedly that cleans off the stuff that the sensors look at or whatever. And then it, it works better. Well, lo and behold, it worked great for about 30 minutes and then it Oof. was worse than before after that. So I don't uh, know what the alcohol actually did to make it work better. I mean, it worked great. It was working perfectly. I was playing Animal Crossing. I did the money rock perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's a really good indicator of whether or not you're, you're having Joy-Con drift is if you can get the full eight hits on the money rock. Mm-hmm. Um, it did it. That was the test. It passed it. So I was really happy. I was kind of on cloud nine about it. I'm like, I fixed it myself. I'm awesome. And now it's worse than before. <laughs> hey, Ben, they're in a box. They're They're gone. And I looked up, uh, I'm like, you know what? I might want to consider buying new Joy-Cons. I've been stubborn about it. Maybe I should just get another set, and then I can look into sending these in once I know
1: I have another set.
0: It's hard to find Joy-Cons online right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to find yeah. Switches right online right now, too. So uh,
0: Switch lights doesn't seem to be a problem. But yeah, the original Switch model and... Apparently the Joy Cons are hard to get a hold of right now, so I was a little disappointed. I was like almost about to impulse buy a new set of Joy Cons, and I just couldn't find anything in the color I wanted, in any like distribution method that I would have preferred. Because yeah. I've been adamantly avoiding Amazon during this time, yeah. So I wanted to order directly from a store like Best Buy or uh, Target or something like that. No luck. Uh, I'll keep checking, but the hope is to get some new Joy Cons because. It just makes me sad that my my switch it feels like a limited function system right now. Like it's not I'm not using it to its full potential because of this faulty part.
1: Yeah have you Have you thought about sending it into the company or do you think since you well That's what it, I'm there's saying. No repairs and, right now. Oh, they're not repairing them. Right, no. so I want
0: to buy it. I want to get a new set of Joy-Con before I send these in. And because I wanted it a second set anyway. Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to get Mario Party. Eventually, I'm going to get more games that that have that functionality where you have to use the joy cons. Mm-hmm. So I want another set of them. Plus, you know, just to have a, a color variation would be cool. That is something I'm hoping to do in the next month or two, mm-hmm. get a new, a new set of joy con, something funky and neon. Hopefully
3: I'm having problems again with my pro controller. Like I mentioned that a couple of shows ago and, and it was a thing where um, after the update, I guess the update was messing with people's pro controllers. So, um, I went back and recalibrated as they suggested and it worked well for a couple of days, but lo and behold, I'm getting pro con drift again. Hmm. Not as bad as before, but it's still there.
1: My, uh, um, I, I was, I was playing animal crossing last night and my, like, you know, my holy grail of controllers was getting drifty, which is weird. Cause that controller's never been drifty ever. Like sometimes it'll be it'll be a little glitchy when it's almost out of batteries. What's your 8-bit though? My 8-bit though, yeah. Which yep. I still use. I mean, I, that's the only controller I use really, as, aside from playing and playing handheld. But uh, but I was playing Animal Crossing last night and it was having a weird drift too. So I'm wondering if that was part of the update because it's never drifted like that. Like I said, sometimes it'll be it, it'll seem a little glitchy when it's almost dead. But I think that's yeah. almost. It's weird because my some of my other controllers do that too. I don't know. My I feel like my Switch in itself might have a problem because the other day when I was trying to record some of those KK Slider songs, I could not get any controller to to like connect with the Switch. Not even the Pro Controller. Not even the Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. Like nothing would connect with my Switch at all. Like it was, it was so weird. Like all of a sudden everything was fine. And then it just stopped and everything stopped working. No joy cons, mm-hmm. no pro controllers, no G bros, no A, like nothing would connect with it at all. Thanks. Yeah. I, I think
3: something's up. Cause I, I thought yeah.
1: that my problem was
3: just with animal crossing, but it was maybe two days ago. I was on the menu and all of a sudden I think I had my controller sitting on the floor in front of me and the menu just starts going to the right, like the, the, the cursor just starts going all the way across all my games to the right. Mm-hmm. And it just stuck there. If I hit left, it would immediately go back right again. Yeah. And I ended up having to cut my system off and reset it. And then that, that solved it for now. But mm. that was weird. That never happened before.
1: Yeah. But most of the time, whenever my, whenever my 8-bit dough, if it seems like it doesn't feel right, I'll just like turn it off and turn it back on and then it's fine. Or either yeah. that or it's running low on batteries. I just need to plug it in. But yeah, I just had this weird drift thing. And I did turn it off and turn it back on. It seemed like it was okay. But yeah, it's, it's been my control. And, and I've, I I don't know if I mentioned on this show. I know I told you guys in the Slack, but sometimes my left Joy-Con just stops working on the Switch. It's done it like six or seven times now where I'm playing and all of a sudden it'll just, it just won't recognize it while it's connected to the Switch. You can pull it off and it's fine, but you put it on the Switch and it's not there. And then I have to reset the whole system and that, and that's what fixes it. But it's happened to me multiple times now. So it's like, I don't know if yeah. my, my switch is secretly dying and then I don't know about it, but it's, it freaks me out because yeah, they're not available anywhere. I think I said it before, but I think just the, the relative, the, the somewhat rushed
3: production schedule of the switch, you know, since the Wii U was not, not successful. Um, I think the switch came out what, four years after the Wii U. Maybe um, I feel like maybe they just kind of glossed over some things and that's maybe the root of this, this issue with everyone's joy con having problems and, and weird controller issues and all that. So I don't know, hopefully things get sorted out in time.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's still, I'm still able to play it most of the time, but it's, it's so weird. Like, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this, about the joy con drift and all that, but I mean, I'm playing, I'm playing a Wii game like fairly regularly, <laughs> with my old ass Wii controllers that are probably like I don't know like they've they've got to at least be like 15 years old and they're and, and you can see like the dirt in between the buttons and all that and it's kind of gross but it works fine like everything works fine like there's no problem like the like the the d-pad's great you know it's like it's a smaller d-pad but it's, it works good for like the single joy con but yeah it's like just playing the Wii it's like this is still working like why is not you know why is the switch already dying? I don't know. I always, I always uh, praise Nintendo for the durability of their systems, but yeah, yeah, that's probably plugging plug an
0: NES controller to your your like yellow old crusty NES, and it still works great.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I had to take my NES apart and fix it, but yeah, <laughs> but you know, my controllers still work for the most part. If I haven't, if I didn't break them on a table or something when I was younger, when I was more violent with my gaming. Is there anything else you want to say, John? I We haven't really talked about your games, I guess. Sure, yeah. Um. Just one more Animal Crossing bit. I got a Scorpion. I was pretty excited about that. Yeah, Yeah. we all um, got them. I, I caught, like, I don't know. I caught a bunch of them last night because Flick was in my town, so I went and did the Scorpion Island. They mm-hmm. still don't. They they still don't spawn very much, but I was able to get like five or six at least.
0: Stupid ass tiger beetles and uh, wharf roaches are all over the place. Yeah, the I mean, they, bugs.
1: I mean, they were there before, and you had to chase them away. Like if you did, like the one where you make it yourself.
0: I think it's the water bugs
1: that are the worst. Yeah, but there's yeah, a lot of yeah. There's a lot of water bugs, and I've just been I've yeah. been leaving a couple of trees there so I can get the atlas moss because even if you I feel like even if you get rid of all the trees, like they just don't spawn as much anymore as they used to. But, yeah, no, I got, I got a bunch. I got a few scorpions. I, I saw that you were having a scorpion glitch on your side, Jeremy, and I actually had the same thing last night where a scorpion was stuck in a wall and, and yeah, it couldn't well, he go was anywhere. Stuck like, it was like in a cliff on, on the island. Was stuck on
0: the edge of the incline, yeah. So it was one of those things where, like, I didn't see the scorpion, so it was, it, was, it was chasing me down. I'm like, yeah, and I, like, started running away, and then I realized it was just running in place. I'm like, huh? So I just sort of, like, walked back to it and – the angle that it was at on the incline, it was hard to, like, line my net up to catch it. So it's kind of a funny little clip I put on my Twitter where I'm like, get, I said, get over here, eventually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, thankfully I was able to, like, the net, like, kind of clipped through the wall and, and mm-hmm. caught it. But it was, I was, yeah, having the flashback of your, of your uh, Twitter post there. And I was like, oh, cool, he's stuck in the wall, too. And I had the same thing happen to me before with tarantulas, so it's not really... Yeah. That new. My favorite
0: My favorite is when they just run into the water and kill themselves.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like fuck
0: this. That's $8,000 gone, but it was kind of funny to watch.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been doing that with the... Uh, when I was like running around the island, I was I was running to where the, the beetles would jump into the water, so I'd make them kill themselves. They just, like, every time they'd jump right into the water. It, was, it became a game of me of chasing the beetles away and all that.
3: Yeah, other than Animal Crossing, I've been playing More Streets Rage 4. Still love the game. Actually, got on with um, a random player and played all the way through the game. So
1: that was pretty cool. Have you been so, able oh. to? Have you been able to unlock anybody?
3: Yeah, I unlocked Max. Um, I think there's more characters to unlock after that. Oh yeah, no, the- you're
1: you're just at the beginning. Max is the yeah. first guy you get from Streets of Rage Two. So you should have.
3: Oh, yeah. I got Max. I got, um, Axel should, from Streets of Rage 2 as well. I
1: will say you should have, you should have, uh, Blaze and Axel and Adam from Streets of Rage 1 also. Yeah. I got all of them. Yeah. yeah. Cause you get all, cause if you unlock all the Streets of Rage 1 people first and then two and then three. And I think Skate is the final one of two. Cause I got, I think mm-hmm. the last one that I unlocked was Blaze from two. And then you get all of the Streets of Rage 3 people. Because I know, like that one Liu Kang looking guy that you fight is a character from Streets of Rage three. Except, yeah. except for you don't get the kangaroo, which is I don't understand. That's weird. He's maybe, just the bartender. Maybe they wanted to walk away from that or something. But I haven't really played it since. I feel since like last maybe they, they
3: felt like okay, in twenty twenty, we don't want people beating up kangaroos. The Australian wildlife has had enough of a rough year. <laughs> Other than that, I've, I've actually dug out the old balance board. Um, yeah, <laughs> just because I, I I've been so this is probably the most physically inactive I've ever been in my life. Just sitting here in this apartment for going on two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my body is like screaming at me. It's like, get up, get go, up, go do something. Um, that's why, yeah. that's why I feel like, you know, I'm okay in the morning, but by like two o'clock, I just feel like my muscles just feel like all tense. And so I'm, I need to find something to do in the apartment. Um, I'm also going to get out and get up, early before everybody's out and, and go for a walk or maybe, maybe late at night. But I was thinking, you know, um, even though I'm trying not to order things just to you know, spare the burden on, on everybody's out there working, I feel like, okay, I just received the news that maybe possibly, um, well, before I, before I go spouting any false information, the LA County health official yesterday speculated that perhaps um we might be in this situation in la through july later the mayor later later came in and qualified that just you know that wasn't an official order or whatever but that's what got me thinking okay i really have to find an exercise alternative that i can do inside the house so i'm looking for ring fit adventure um
1: good luck but
3: yeah good luck exactly <laughs> they're going for like 250 dollars. i
1: saw it I, yeah on amazon it's 250 I, I didn't look i didn't look ebay but but if you wanted to upgrade your wii fit i, I found you can buy it for like even like five dollars if you yeah I've got, the wii so fit I've got we so i've got
3: i've got the one i got both of the games that are on the wii and i was thinking about getting the wii fit U as well but on digital it's 30 bucks i don't pay 30 bucks yeah, but I mean, if um,
1: you actually that one that I sent you the seven dollar free shipping sealed, yeah. I'd I'd say get that one because then you can get the um the stepper or the whatever 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 you call it your uh, pedometer. Yeah, the, you can get that thing with it, and it communicates with the Wii U, and you can you know it'll count towards your whatever. the The Wii U one's cool because there's like uh there's kind of like Mario inspired levels like that you can like fake run through, you know. Stuff, stuff mm-hmm. like that, and there's also stuff that to do with the balance board. Of course, you know you can, or not with the balance board, the uh, the Wii remote, the the boat. You can use the boat yeah. in there. So, yeah, and I, I know. I, I d- plugged in, yeah.
3: So I plugged in my Wii balance board last night because I got a, a Nyko battery for it. Um, I don't think the battery is good anymore. I haven't actually turned it on, but I got to
1: try it out. Yeah, I was going to say um, I'd be surprised if it works. I yeah. mean, I have a balance board, but it, I know that. Yeah, doesn't it take like eight batteries or eight AA's or? So I think it takes quite a few. My old roommate, like four AA's. What? My old roommate, he left his balance board here, and he had a rechargeable battery in there, but I don't know if I have the charger or not. I don't know. I haven't touched my (laughs) balance board for a long time. I was fucking around with a Wii Fit U when I got the Wii U. You know, I, I got Wii Fit U for it just because I already had the balance board, and that was the last time I messed around with that. But I've been having a I've been having a knee issue, so I haven't really been able to do my ring fit. Just because, mm. I mean, I'm yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not really able to to do squats as of right now. So, I was gonna say you you could always you could play Streets of Rage four and just reenact everything you're doing in your in your apartment. You could just like kick the yeah. air and punch the air, and I could put know. on my Sega Activator just to you know <laughs> yeah. get the full experience. Yeah, you got that. You can do some. Uh, I don't know if you still have your Sega, your Genesis, but you can. Do I do. That. Yeah. But you know, I yeah, I say uh, get get the we fit you the cheap one, the seven dollar sealed one with the with the pedometer is what I'd say. And I they get monkey ball step that. and roll. <laughs> yeah, I try to get step and roll. You probably get that for real cheap too. They're all cheap. Yeah, all right, and uh, I know you're you're on the second floor, so you know yoga yoga stuff probably yeah, work out well for concern. you.
0: Yeah, I definitely want Ring Fit Adventure myself, and I guess I haven't been very vigilant about looking out for it, but more just like to not frustrate myself at. And- being unable to get it, I'm just like I'm not even going to try.
1: Yeah, should have got it early. Should have got it when I got it back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in uh, November, <laughs> when they were everywhere, there's stacks of them in all these different stores. I wish I
0: had. It's one of my few like games that I didn't buy that I wish I had when I had the chance.
1: I, I was trying to convince John to to read to just build the rest of the Labo VR that you have, the deluxe set. And maybe think in get my physical exercise lifting cardboard. Yeah, yeah, you could get some uh, burn some calories doing that or something. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I, just because you have that whole set that you never put together, and it's you don't even have I the do, gun. I probably will.
3: I'm not quite there yet. I got so many other things yeah. I'm trying to tackle in this in this quarantine. Yeah, but
1: toward the end of that list, when I whittle that down, I think making some more labo VR would be on there. You should at least put the gun together. I mean, I thought the gun was fun. I actually even thought about playing it the other day, just if. Just because Jeremy and I, we had so much fun with it at MGC last year that I was like, I should just do that, at least do that fucking, the the target, you know, like the on-rails target shooting game that's on there with the with the monsters. I never fully beat that, but it's fun for, for you know. For a 40, vol- $40 VR thing, I think it's, there's plenty of stuff to fuck around with. Especially, like, the yeah. weird, like, the the ones where you just, like, go into a kitchen and you can, and there's, like, no gravity and you can just, like spin plates or whatever in the air. Like, there's just weird shit in there for you to just fuck around with. You know, it's kind of a lot of what it is. And plus, you can try to make your own game, which I didn't really try to do, or or your own level, which I think they're still adding stuff to it. I don't know. I kind of just stopped doing it because it was kind of a pain to to get it into the game. And plus, you know, physical and all that stuff. But uh, is that what you wanted to say about balancing on the board? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. Well, let's take a break and then come back and do a very, very short... News Brief. So we'll be right back. Brief Brief. just go to
0: patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast and hey mario let go
3: whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. he's throwing us back to the show so long gay eh, bowser ah! ah! ah, patreon.com slash nintendo podcast game over back and we're going to have our hopefully brief news brief but let's talk about the let's talk about the releases for this week first of course number one release of the week is jet lancer which we had that interview with the developers earlier and it's and they're cool and the game is great we've all played it it's a lot of fun i highly 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 recommend it check it out we're only 14.99 also and it's very good pick up and play works great as portable and I've been playing it on the TV mostly, but it looks great, and I love that soundtrack as well. Also, another one that I uh, that came out that I'm actually really interested in, but it's kind of a little bit on the pricier side. There's a game called The Void Bastards. I've mentioned it before. It's thirty dollars, but it's a uh, I guess it's sort of like a. It's it's like a roguelike first person shooter where you're on a spaceship and I, I just really like I think the graphics are cool. It's very it's very cartoony style. And apparently some of the developers worked on um Bioshock as like was a big thing that I, that that made me intrigued by it. But I I think it's an I think it looks really cool. From what I heard, the reviews are pretty good of it as well. That's one that's like on my radar. I did I ended up getting some extra money from the bar that I worked at because they have a GoFundMe. me that That they've oh, nice. been raising money for the workers and we we don't get a whole lot but i've I've gotten a, I've got over a hundred bucks from them, so i mean it's and it's spread across like multiple bars and multiple workers, but it's cool that they're still kind of trying to help us out right plus we get plus we get like monthly emails and stuff like that from the from the owner like the like the main owner of the bar trying to let us trying to assure us that we'll maybe someday get opened again and you know and and try to help everybody you know to get unemployment and and all that stuff, which apparently we have Medicare now. So that's cool. But, uh, or aid or whichever one, news, whichever cool. one it is, but, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's long, story long story short. I'm already making it long. Uh, void bastards was something I was looking at getting because it, it looks cool.
0: This does look really
5: cool.
1: Yeah. If you take, take a look at it, the, the graphics look awesome. Like, it's a sci-fi. I'm always into, like, sci-fi stuff, and I like old-school first-person shooters. I know this is different, but I like the style of it and the weapons are cool. And, and I've watched videos of it, and I think it looks So, it's like, yeah, it's got it the really, like,
0: element, and that's because it, like, um, your main character is a rehydrated person. Yeah. So, like, when you die, they just replace you with another rehydrated prisoner, but you lose all your stuff. Of
1: course. Yeah different person that's kind of how uh that's kind of how zombie uh, zombie U worked on uh wii u which uh if you're ever interested in playing a kind of a janky first person shooter you could check that out e- either of you i don't know if either of you ever got it i, I have
0: it oh you have it? it yeah i, I bought I it played 10 minutes of it tops
1: oh i, pl- I played i it, bought and I played it and then it turned few- out that it didn't work oh I, I played it for a few hours i think it's actually i think it's okay i wish it looked better than it did because they do this whole like grainy film look and i think it just makes everything look terrible like like somebody like threw dirt on the tv which sucks because i think it would look nice if they would just would have just kind of cleaned everything up and didn't try to go for that like dirty veil on it or whatever but um i i bought it i remember there was a deal at best like (laughs) i bought it brand new at best buy they were selling that in ninja gaiden 3 was it three i don't know whatever whatever ninja gaiden was on there i think it was three but um the they were selling those for like Ten bucks or something like that, and I went and bought both of them. And I played, I played Zombie U more than most of them. But in that one, yeah, you're basically you're a person and you die, and then and then you become another person. But you can go find your dead body and get all your shit from that dead body. But it was cool because you couldn't like pause the game; you had to like look through the backpack like on the Wii U remote, and then and you have to kind of look at the TV too and make sure no monsters or no zombies are trying to eat you while you're looking in the backpack. So like they had some interesting ideas with it, but.
0: Whatever. It's interesting that, that was definitely thing, but, know, yeah. The game was absolutely developed for the Wii U, like with the Wii U in mind. Oh, for so sure. It was kind of funny when they released it on the P- like. Was it the PS3? It came out for, eventually. Oh it's yeah, called <laughs> zombie with two eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, <laughs> That's
1: so strange. Yeah, I didn't even i I didn't want to bother with it on that version because it was made it was made as a Wii U game. But no, uh, but uh, Void Bastards I think looks cool, and I'm I'm definitely into it there's something i wanted to mention to you oh well i think i don't know if we made it in the notes or not but i definitely want to mention it maybe you can maybe maybe you can explain it a little bit better jeremy cuz i think you know maybe a little bit more about this stuff but have you read about uh was it that game the bullet time of revenge so there's a game on here that kind of looks like a really you know a really really generic like gta style game mm-hmm. and apparently what's it called like an ass an an asset something basically somebody took a, a game where you can make games and they resold it and called it a different game. Is, is that, is that, is what's happening here?
0: Oh, okay. So like using assets to, it's kind of like if you made something in dreams and then actually sold what you made in dreams. Right? Well, so
3: as I understand it, it was like, when you're developing a game, you have the option to, there, there are, there are like packages of assets that you can buy, like, you know, a, Model of a couch or something, and so that way you don't have to spend the time and money to develop that stuff yourself. Um, so th- it was called an asset swap.
1: Yeah, a- ass- yeah here, 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 here it is. Yeah, As I, I want. I just want to. I just want to talk about it because I think it's. I think it's interesting. Nintendo accused of hosting asset flip game on game on Switch. So yeah, yeah basically from from what I understand, and I, and I read through it earlier. It's uh, so the bullet time of revenge. It's actually hammer the hammer hammer two reloaded, which is a different game, and they look exactly the same if you look at the videos here, like like the art style and all of it. And uh, oh, so
0: it's literally a game that was already made just with a different name.
1: Yeah, it says the asset pack in question is known as hammer hammer two reloaded, and you can and you can buy that and the assets, and I guess they just took that and re and repurposed it and put it on Switch. It's the the hammer two the the assets to build your whatever thing is uh, fifty dollars, and the the bullet is uh, on sale now for like two ninety nine on the switch. I know it's I know it's crap. It looks like crap, but I was almost tempted to get it just because of the, the low price and because of the you know controversy of it. But also, I don't want to support somebody who's just like re releasing a thing. That's like
0: yeah, I don't I'd fall. It's not quite the same thing, but. Think of the guilt I felt for buying Ski Sniper. Like, I just feel stupid for supporting that game because mm-hmm. it encourages like sociopathy. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know it's just a silly game, but for what it is, it's just it's just so dumb. And like, I wish I hadn't supported that game, even though it was like I only spent like a few cents of real money on it.
1: Yeah. So it, yeah people are confused or, or like uh they're, ba- they're basically accusing the eShop of being as bad as Steam now that like there's something like this on here just just yeah it was just kind of what you were saying like making something in dreams and selling it but yeah it's like an, an asset thing and which they actually
0: together. the developers actually want to do in dreams um i wonder how that'll actually go now that things have literally been taken down for copyright reasons in the, within the, mm-hmm. the game it's probably not quite as solid of a concept anymore but i've still seen some impressive stuff you know i haven't been following it quite as much but you know after Janet was on last week. I definitely have looked online and seen some of the crazy models that people have done. If nothing else, like the sculptures they've been able to create within it. I think someone did like Daenerys from
1: Game of Thrones, uh,
0: Game of Thrones, and it's just like photorealistic. It's crazy.
1: Wow. People still care about Game of Thrones. Maybe they haven't seen the last season yet. They're, they're still still in the first, maybe. They're making that. Yeah, it's just fan art. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You're going to be seeing Game of Thrones fan art for Hundreds
1: of years, probably. Yeah, but but moving moving on moving on from that from that game, I just wanted to mention that just because I think it's interesting. There's something on there. I don't think anybody should buy it. I think you should obviously buy Jet Lancer if you're looking to buy a game this week. But uh, there was um was it Super is out now? That was something that was in a Nintendo Indie Direct. I remember watching that. That was the one yeah. where you can like randomly stick two genres together, and you're supposed to be a game company and try to sell them, I guess, and play through them. I never really understood exactly how that game was going to work, and I was kind of intrigued by it, but it's out right now. I don't know how the reviews have been on it, but didn't you guys say that you were interested in that at some point?
3: Yeah, I was interested. Like Out of that direct, at any Direct, that was the game that I was most interested in. And I've only read one review on it, and it was kind of lukewarm, so I'd I'm have to f- figure out some more, uh, see some more interviews before I At
0: this point, I want to wait on it. A yeah. sale if I was if to play it, um to me, it just always seemed like um it seemed like a continuation of sort of like if
3: scribble knots, like where you could use, the yeah, drawn to life,
0: yeah, yeah, so that was Everything. cool, but when I think back on those things, like that still kind of for me got stale kind of fast because after a while, you're like, well, yeah, sure, they're different sprites, but they're kind of the same thing, they're just animated differently, so that's kind of what I am without having really read much, I've seen some some numbers. Um, as far as review scores go, but I haven't really read anything, but I just worry that it would get boring really fast. Like, yeah, sure. It's making you feel like you're mashing two genres together and creating something new, but there's, everything's literally got to be programmed for each of those combinations. And then maybe within the game itself, it's procedurally generated, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I worry that it wouldn't have the longevity that I would want out of the price. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. It yeah. kind of makes me want it to be like a WarioWare game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it—that's what it kind of looks like from the from the yeah. pictures. But I, that's what I was wondering—is like if you're making, if you want to make something JRPG, like how long are we talking here? Because if you're making a bunch of different games, and that you know, when I hear JRPG, I'm like, well, how how long is that going to be? Because you want to get and play all these other ones. I don't know. It's it's something that I'll I'll mark and maybe check it out later when it's on sale. But uh, there was a couple. What is there? Um, arcade Spirits is a co- comedy visual novel set in an arcade that came out. Spirit of the North was was that one in an indie direct too? It's it looked familiar. It's like where you I you think it was. So you like, play as a as a fox. Mm-hmm. And
3: just from the trailer, I I called it uh, looks like Okami of the Wild. Oh sure. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's something that I think it looks pretty, and I would give it a try at the right price.
1: What is uh? What is G Lock? The G Lock Air Battle? Oh, it's a old Sega Ages game. No, I mean, well, it's an old Sega game.
3: Yeah, I think it's like along the lines of Afterburner. Kind of looks like that.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, you're 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 a Sega guy, so I thought maybe you would maybe you would see Sega it. representative. Yeah. yeah.
3: It actually um, it looks like Afterburner. It also looks like Sub Rock, if you remember that arcade game. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I,
1: I think I played this game at uh at Galloping, Galloping Ghost. Ghost. Yeah, yeah, no. It actually looks it actually looks really cool. It's one of those things that you would sit in, and it has like the whole like, uh, yeah, where you where you have the big. Um, it actually actually looks pretty good for the Switch, and most of the time those are like you know not expensive, seven ninety nine eight something around there. Looking they did
3: it, a cool thing where because in the arcade it was something where you sit in and you'd have some kind of motion um, on the on this game. They actually do something kind of cool that I've not seen before where. The screen will move around to simulate you sitting in one of those machines and tilting and all that stuff so that that's interesting could be a gimmick I don't know
1: yeah I always kind of uh I always had a hard time controlling those like maybe i could uh maybe I could figure out how to do it from uh from this if I, if i if I was able to give it a go
0: for some reason that's making me think of when you see like the uh the camera stabilization versions of like uh, on the crew. Yes. On the, on the bridge of the enterprise where they're all moving around and it makes mm-hmm. it look like it's kind of what's making me think of the screen, like shaking and you doing like this to like, like you're in the plane. <laughs> Definitely.
3: The yeah, I see that for sure.
1: Um, I'm sorry. I was trying to find what the price is, but I can't seem to
3: Seven ninety
1: It is seven 99. Okay. That yeah. was, that's what I guess. Cool. Um, also, another thing that we, that I forgot to mention last week, and also because we had such a, you know, we, we, we were, that we didn't have a whole lot of time with, uh, with our guests and all that. But, um, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 has announced, uh, some DLC. It's like a full story DLC yeah. sequel to, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, sort of. It's like, it's like a half, it's like Mortal Kombat 0.5, I guess. I was interested in it until I saw how much it costs, and I'm definitely not paying that for it. Oh, it's, well, how it's much? It's $40, is, is the Mortal For Kombat. DLC, like, for, for the game DLC, all over again. For the DLC, yeah. And that game's on sale for the most part. I bought I bought the um, character pass, you know, when that was on sale, and I bought the game at full price, and it's I'm just going to wait till it's on sale. There is, like, a deluxe version that you can get now that has it on there, but I think the actual Aftermath is dropping the same day as... Uh, blade Chronicles definitive edition which I'm still planning on getting that so that's that's my day for that but yeah that was something that was announced and and now that we're in the area of announced stuff why don't we talk about some of the other stuff we, we have a lot we have a lot of skateboarding news. This episode and skateboard Yeah, for stuff. all this time we've been talking about, we need skating games, we need skating games. We got them this week. We got a few. So so we've been talking about this rumors of this Tony Hawk game for a long time. And actually, cool thing is the way that I found out about the game was that Tony Hawk himself, well, probably not him, probably his bot or whatever, but I got a text from Tony Hawk to my phone because there his was... thumbs uh, are so
3: tired from all that texting.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: There was there was a um, so so yeah there, there was there was a time on Twitter when he said like I guess I guess people thought that he was uh, thought that he was dead or something like that so he decided to give his whatever quote unquote number out to everyone for them to like send him a text message and I did and I and it was like you know give it, it I went through this thing where I had to be approved or whatever and I got ever since then I got like a video of him you know talking about the pandemic and all that. And then I got a text yesterday that says, Hey, I have a surprise and wanted to tell you first. We are bringing back Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two. <laughs> original maps, original skaters and songs from the original soundtrack plus new features. Game looks awesome and will be officially announced soon. And I said, That's awesome. I would love to see it on Switch. <laughs> Cause yeah. uh, as of what, as of right now, it's not on Switch. Maybe nope. what I was thinking is that maybe, uh, maybe they want to like, have the same feeling as the original Tony Hawk on sixty four and release it months later, after <laughs> after it's <Yeah. laughs> already come out on other systems. So maybe that's, that's what they want to do. On a blue, are we going to get all the like cropped songs, not the full songs? Oh God, I hope, I hope not. So. Those the way they butchered the Tony Hawk three stuff for if you played a lot of like the real Tony Hawk three and then you play Tony Hawk three on sixty four, man, they just it's it's not right. Bad port. Yeah, it's it's the. They just they just butcher "Dell the Funky Homo Sapiens so much, like, and I love that song, and it's like, I'm like, this isn't even the song, like, you almost made it into it. It's like the rhythms not even the same. Like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, the the versions of the songs in there are just wrong. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But yeah, so there is a Tony Hawk happening. It's as far as right now, it's not on Switch, which sucks. But it is coming out oh. in August. It's I know it's forty dollars. Um, it sounds intriguing to me. It's by it's by the actual Vicarious Visions, so they are coming back to do it. So what they are, yeah. that's that's a big deal. So that it,
0: I would recommend a video to watch if you want to learn more about this game or see it in action. Um, Jack Black has a channel called Jablinski Games. It's a pretty big channel on YouTube, and it's just Jack Black kind of you know self promoting and being goofy and doing what he does best, just like being on all the time or whatever. But uh, <laughs> he's uh, hanging out with Tony Hawk. And Tony Hawk's like, how's it going? Let's play some music. And then they all like hit him and uh, Tony Hawk and Tony Hawk's son all play like a song with Mark Mothers They do like a Devo song. And mm-hmm. then it goes to them playing the Tony Hawk game. So you got to actually see it in action. And then afterwards it's him, Jack Black and his two sons are hanging out in like a big skate park with all the skaters from the first
3: Tony Hawk. Right mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that else. was pretty cool to see all the skaters from the game. Well, I think most of them
1: ben Margera, I think, was not there.
0: Oh, I thought he. I thought they showed him. A, no, I'm thinking of Chad Muska. I don't so think right. Bam yeah. wasn't there.
1: I I don't know if wasn't Bam not in it until three though. I don't know if Is he that, was. I don't know case? if he was in two. I don't
0: know if he was. I know
1: he wasn't. I know he was definitely not in one.
0: You could tell. Oh, obviously, the video. One, okay. yeah. The video had to have been filmed several months ago because of the the pandemic. So
3: they even said so at the end. They said, "By the way, guys, we filmed this before the pandemic. <laughs> Do not get together at a skate park." Yeah,
5: <laughs> it yeah, looks like
0: a lot of fun, though. I mean, that would uh, to be a fly on the wall or a, a rolling skateboard or whatever. At that, just, like, <laughs> those those minds all hanging out together, just goofing off in the skate park, look fun. Hmm. And uh, Rodney Mullen, I wish they would have talked to him more because he's always a really cool, dude. To hear him talk, and he's so humble, and he's probably the greatest skater. I mean, Tony Hawk's great, but I, I think even Tony Hawk would say that uh, Rodney Mullen's better than
1: him. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know much about skateboarding and all that. So actually that movie, Lord, Lords of Dogtown. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of an aside, but Lords of
3: Dogtown is an excellent documentary on is that. It? Yep.
0: He invented most of the most skate tricks, at least like uh, street.
3: No, races. excuse me. Sorry. Correction. It's Dogtown and Z boys. Lords of Dogtown was the fictional movie that was based on. The yeah. I was going to say watch, watch the, them both. They're both great.
1: Yeah. I've, I've seen the documentary, but it was like years ago. It was yep. like probably whenever it came out.
0: I wish I could remember the, there was some, really bad eighties movie. I watched part of once when I was a kid and it is like a gang of people all going around on skateboards. And I wish I could remember with the movie.
1: Was it, was it a uh, gleaming the cube with I'm Christian sure. Slater? Cause that movie is awesome. If you haven't seen it,
0: maybe it was that, but they were all like skating, like in the super eighties way. Like, you know, they weren't like really doing tricks or anything. They were just like using it to go from one place to the other. Oh, was.
1: I mean, gleaming the cube is like good. Like it's, it's like super serious and like, his brother like gets killed, and there's like the mafia in it and stuff. I think I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it, but
0: well, I, remember, when I was a kid. I just remember the skating. I
1: point. remember really liking it, but yeah, it's, it is like skate. Yeah, they all skateboard everywhere, and Christian Slater's in it. It's good. If anybody, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Maybe you can find it on YouTube, but watch watch that movie if you can. I think it's I think it's great. Um, actually actually I'm, fr- I'm fr- actually friends with a professional skateboarder. His name is uh, Greg Harbour. I know he doesn't listen to the show, but in case for some reason he did, hey Greg. But yeah, hey, no, I actually, I, I know a guy from Chicago who is a pro skater. He's been in four one one videos and such. So, well, if they even do those, I know he's been in. I've that's seen pictures from magazines and shit like that, and he's done photo shoots. So that's awesome. So yeah, but um, Get him
0: on the show to talk about Tony Hawk.
1: Yeah, I, can, I probably could. I'm probably so I saw
0: so um well, we've done Tony Hawk episodes, but. We could yes. definitely talk about this once it's on Switch. Yeah, uh, the, what, what I saw the gameplay, it looked. I'm not going to say I disliked what I saw, but if you remember that remake that came out, what like five or six years ago, they kind of already did this.
1: Yeah, kind of yeah. I was thinking about that. Well, the problem, well, the remake. The I have the remake. I, I bought the remake I when too. it when it came out, and the remake wasn't done by Vicarious Visions. It was right. done by a different yeah. company. And the physics in the remake are kind of fucked up. Like, I actually tried playing it again recently when we did our Tony Hawk episode, which is on mm-hmm. Patreon, patreon.com slash main podcast. Give us a dollar. You can hear that episode. I also made a, uh, I also made a WRT radio, which I'm very prida- proud of, of what I think are the best songs from all of the Tony Hawk series. Well, all of the ones. The first, like, eight, I guess. I didn't really do, like, five or anything like that. But if you want to listen to that, also check that out. You know, look up EXP on on Patreon if you have a subscription. Or subscribe and check that out because we did a lot of cool Tony Hawk stuff on there. But, no, that that remake, the physics were weird. And I tried playing it again and I just didn't like it. So I don't know. That's why I'm intrigued about Vicarious Visions doing it right now. But I have not watched the video of it. So I'll have to check it out. Plus, like, $40 for it is kind of a little bit steep to me. Mm. I think it's th- two games in one, though. Yeah, but is it all of them, or is it is it just like a remix of it? Like, are you gonna play Tony Hawk One and then like I believe this, then, like select all of the leave, levels, all the characters. And then go- but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's.
3: I mean, they're calling it Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, so I would yeah. assume it's the whole game of each. Sure,
0: I would hope so. Like you actually from the title screen, there's two games you can choose.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So I don't know unless it's just because the other one was a remix of it was all the levels, but they were just kind of mashed together. Uh-huh. You just go f- from one to another and that one was like 20 so i mean it still kind of seems like the same as the other one and that one had some of the original songs and new songs so i don't know
0: well this might have been in just an early build they were playing but yeah. for one like one thing i didn't like about it and you know whatever i'm being picky this is footage of the newest one when you bail out you like it's like you turn into a hologram and you like you appear again on your skateboard like instead of like, oh weird a- and so I thought that was kind of strange, like they kind of like make it and then like your character kind of shimmers for a little while. Like, mm-hmm. is it supposed to be like virtual Tony Hawk? Like, are they trying to like add that extra element just for the visual?
1: Maybe.
3: I wonder if there's something where you can like hit a button if you want to get up faster or something.
1: Well, I'm wondering. Yeah, what, what I'm thinking is maybe they did that to have you get back into the game quicker because that was kind of something that was. That could be annoying in the original one where it takes too long for you to to make a bail and you just want to start over again. But it it that got was to the point part of the yeah, strategy of it. It got to the point where I would just hit you know, start reset. Like when it got to when you got to like Tony Hawk four where everything was its own mission, you'd mm-hmm. just go start restart. Every every time you Every time you fall down. So you can just like automatically go back to bail, the beginning again. Start,
0: start, fail, restart, fail. Restart. Yeah. Like you, it's like you were yeah. <laughs> trying to get on the rail and you just keep like missing it. Or <laughs> Yeah. Down. I did that a few mm-hmm. times.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. It's yeah. Maybe they were trying to go with something sort of like Mario Kart 8 where like you fall off and it's like Mario Kart 8 and then like, you know, you don't have to watch Lakitu to like pull you out of the pit and all that. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's what they're going for.
0: Uh, I was just, a, I always liked that visual element of your guy, like eating dirt and, like, leaving, like, a streak of blood and all that. That was pretty cool. Well,
1: the... What was it? The... the D, I've, I've talked before about how great the DS ones are, but uh, whichever one... the one I bought one of the newer ones that I didn't have and... Uh, or, no, I didn't. I, actually, I don't know if I ever actually did that. Uh, I was playing the one that I had before, the American Wasteland one, or American oh. Skateland. I forget which one is the DS one and which one's is the GameCube one. But on that one, there's, like, uh, prompts on the touchscreen that you can touch, and if you... And if the bars are high enough, you can do like an extra big like your skate. Your skater will like break your board or like yell shit or whatever. Like if if you uh, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I and, and I and I think it had that on the GameCube too. Like if you press like if you tap enough, like you can make your skater like fake freak out or something. If it was a bigger if it was a bigger score that you're trying to get and you fell down from it, so so there's that on there. But I think we should move on from that. We have we actually have there are other skate games too. There are other skate games. Yeah, skate Skate XL, right? Is what it's called. Yeah, Uh, Skater XL. Skater XL has an official release date. It is uh, July seventeenth or July seventh. So a couple couple months away. And that one is coming to Switch. I remember that being in one of the ninja directs, or maybe it was in a regular direct. It was an either either or. But I've
3: watched a bunch of this game, and I, I. it's already out on, on beta and PC, mm-hmm. and people are playing it a lot, making a lot of videos on it. And I think there's a chance that this could be even better than the Tony Hawk games. So maybe, you
1: know, we got something to take its place. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely very much intrigued by it. And it's a, it kind of looks like it's more of a skate type game. If you ever played right. that skate, skate basically kind of like, well, they didn't kind of, it revolutionized the skateboarding game at the time because instead of like, making everything super over the top. They made it more realistic where you're just trying to get like just one kickflip or like maybe one or two, like instead of like doing like these crazy, like 500,000 point combos, which I think Tony Hawk got way too ridiculous in that. And especially when they started adding like vehicles and shit, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I mean, yeah, I I felt like it was cool. They got back to basic and it looks like that's kind of what they're going for with this. And I think that's maybe what we need right now. I don't know. Either way we need, we need a lot of them. And uh, and speaking of skate, apparently there's a Skate 3 coming out as well because um somebody leaked all of this stuff like last week on a yeah, podcast. Yeah, Skate 3. Well, Skate 3 on mobile. So that's the Oh, it's on to that. okay,
3: <laughs> it's on mobile. On mobile. Well, yeah. well who So cares then? <laughs> this, this came from from a podcast, the Nine Podcast, skateboarding podcast and uh, Jason Dill skater. Um he leaked both, uh, um, both Skate Three, and he said that um, there was a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater coming out in 2020.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah, that one came out turned out to be true. So I would assume that the Skate Three mobile is also going to be true. The funny thing that he said regarding Skate Three mobile, um, he was contacted by EA about being in the game, and he wrote back. This is what he said. Um, so I wrote back to EA, look, no big deal. No one wants your stupid mobile version of Skate 3. Make Skate fucking 4 already. Yeah. <laughs> and then EA wrote him back and basically said, no, we're not going to do that. Of course not, because, yeah, EA. Yeah. But He I mean, replied, though. Yeah, he said, i will have a lot of luck on Need for Speed 29. It won't be in your stupid mobile game. I think it's fucking dumb. <laughs> well.
0: Out of the mouths of babes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you gotta, you gotta appreciate somebody in 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 that sort of a, a a position, standing up for us gamers. I really like that.
3: Right, and I imagine skateboarding as well too. That's got to be part of
1: his motivation. He doesn't want to dumb it down on a, a phone, you know. Well, I mean, if yeah, if he, I mean, he's being represented in any game. I'm sure he yeah. wants it to be a good game, and not right. and, and and it's cool that he actually acknowledges that. You know, most people don't care about mobile games.
3: Right, he's not doing a cash grab, so good on him.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they, I want to talk about a couple a couple of release dates that we uh, that we haven't talked about yet. Um, Wonderful One Hundred One has an official release date. I'm actually looking at it right now. It is it is on the e shop and it is up for pre purchase, and it's releasing for thirty nine ninety nine. It is coming out on my birthday on Tuesday, May nineteenth. So that is where yeah, they do that is where that is. Um there was supposed to be another game that came out on Tuesday that didn't come out. Uh Star Wars Episode One Racer has been delayed indefinitely as of right now due to, you know, coronavirus and all that stuff. So who knows when that's when that's coming around. But uh I guess I guess I made the right decision by going for the uh the sale version of Ghostbusters instead of uh <laughs> Instead of what I had saved for Star Wars Episode One Racer, because it's not happening. So, yeah, what the hell? So there you go. And it people was also yeah, anyway.
0: People no. seem upset about it too.
1: I mean, it, it will it will happen eventually, but yeah. I mean, from my experience, I mean, I bought both of Aspire's like uh, ports of of uh, Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy, and maybe they should have been delayed because they were both broken when they came out. So, uh-huh. I mean, I talked about how angry I was that they didn't include the inverted play style for outcast. And then I, th- and then I stated how angry I was when I got Academy and it didn't have a multiplayer. Now it does, but I mean, it was like, I don't know. They, maybe they learned from both of those games that maybe they should wait a minute before they release something that doesn't have all of the options or accessibility that it should. Yeah. Just for, to meet for the deadline. different systems so that's what's up with that uh also what is it uh the new Lego star wars game has a release date i'm not really that interested in it but it's coming out in october maybe you know october 20th <laughs> we'll yeah this game eternal castle
3: i really want to talk about this game for a second so so,
1: so eternal wait but- i just want to say something real quick about eternal castle i just uh I randomly found it when I was trying to find flashback. Like when I did a search for flashback, that one came up too Mm -hmm. in the, uh, in the, you know, soon to be released pre-release, maybe sort of thing. And I was able to take a quick look at it, but tell us more about it.
3: Yeah. So it's made in the same vein as, as flashback definitely looks. Well, it's its own thing. It it, it has that rotoscope rotoscope look, but the visuals are some of the coolest, I think um, pixel art that I've seen yet. So but the, the more interesting thing about this game is that it's the Eternal Castle remastered, right? So this is purportedly a remake of a game that came out for the PC in 1987. However, that's not actually true. They made up the entire backstory. Oh, nice. And it, there, there was never actually an original game in 1987. So this factors in somehow to to the game. It's sort of a breaking the fourth wall thing. That makes it all the more intriguing to me. Mm. Um. They even went so far as to like post on forums about, Hey, do you remember this old game, the eternal castle? And, and you know, they planted seeds all over the place to do some guerrilla marketing. And I think that's very, very cool. I'm really intrigued by this game.
1: Yeah. I was wondering about that. Cause it, it definitely looks like it's a re-release thing, but they kind of faked that. They faked it. Was it Capcom did a similar thing to that? I forget what was it called? Like lost planet or something like that. It didn't do very well, but there was a, it was like a, Xbox 360, PS3 game, and they released a Game Boy version of it. That was supposed to be like the original version, and they claimed it was out forever as like a marketing thing. I remember it, that. It kind of reminds me of that. And the only reason I, I think the only thing rememberable about that game is there's a character in Capcom versus tatsunoku So that's about the only thing that, <laughs> the only good thing that I got from it. But uh, I, but I do remember that Game Boy thing that they did as well. Which you know, whatever. But yeah, no, that's cool that they're going through all that stuff. Where that kind of makes me intrigued about it as well. So I'll we'll have to check it out in the future date.
3: Yeah, so briefly, Habonichi, which is the company owned by Shigesato Itoi, the creator of the Mother Games, they're putting out this book uh, that contains all the text from all three Mother Games, like a nice coffee table kind of book. Um, the other cool thing about this is that the in their announcement for this book, they teased that more Mother News is coming before the book's release, oh yeah. So
1: now that's yeah, before the end of the year. There was a
0: a mobile phone version of Earthbound.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that's cool. I mean, that I'm still, you know, Nintendo likes to tempt people or torture people or whatever about it. There was one, and I, I don't, you know, I take this with a grain of salt, but there there was an IGN podcast that I listened to years ago, years ago, a long, long, long time ago. Audrey Drake was, it was one of those from like E3 and Audrey Drake was talking, accidentally talked about a, I don't know if she, it was just something that she just said, but she mentioned an, an earthbound trilogy game, like in one of the, uh, in one of their like E3 coverage things. And I always thought it was just a fluke, but it's always stayed in my mind forever and hope that maybe it was a real thing that existed. And that's, you know, that's just my own conspiracy theory thing saying
0: I mean, maybe it was a thing at one point, Earth, and they put Earth it down. Town Beginnings was one of the most, Earth, yeah, like, shocking game releases. I would say. I mean, it's up there with Star Fox Two, of being like this weird thing that happened, and that that's Mother. So they ca- they have thrown a curveball our way with Mother all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, and that was and that was announced during like a wasn't it announced during like a Smash Brothers tournament or something? It was like so weird where they or maybe it was a Nintendo World Championship, something like that. When when that came around. It was it was it was announced at a weird time when they were like oh yeah it was strange way, it was
0: five bucks that was the weirdest part that they charged the same amount as all the
1: other oh, NES I, games and I bought it I have it and it's oh, not, it's it it's not fun it's,
0: <laughs> it's hard it's, as fuck it's
1: really hard to play and there's like no it's all
0: the worst parts of Earthbound it's, I mean it's America.
1: all it's like the worst parts of RPGs like if anybody who hates an RPG like mm-hmm. and maybe that's what you think is a bad RPG that's kind of yeah. it's like you get like no experience points you have to grind like. Super Tedium and yeah,
0: and the random battles are like every two seconds. Oh, it's like two so st- like every, t- greatest
1: hits or something. Every I don't two steps, yeah. It oh, what the Earthbound beginnings on Wii U? Yeah, what was
0: it? It was the original game that it was, it's oh, a it was it's Mother Famicom.
1: it's Mother One. Yeah, it's the oh, NES, it, okay. NES Famicom game, which a lot of people be- didn't I, release
0: it here because they thought it would be too hard,
1: and it was yeah because uh, Earthbound's actually Mother I Two. See, yep. And it's, and it's a lot, it's, it feels a lot like Earthbound, but like not as good. And and this was before, um, Iwato was on there to help, you know, to help them like make the game better and all that. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it was, I got it just because of the, just the fact that it was out. I couldn't believe it was out, but it's, I found it very hard to play just because it's, yeah, you really have to grind and I already don't like grinding that much. And yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's rough to get through. But I think uh so let's talk about this Breath of the Wild Two l- rumors. And there's been there's been plenty of rumors about Breath of the Wild Two, but have you, you've taken a look at this, right, John? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me get to it real quick.
0: It's gotta be one of the most anticipated games, especially after
1: you know, following on the heels
0: of one of the best games of the last decade probably. <laughs>
1: And interesting, on this, uh, this is from nintendolife.com, but on the game profile here, it says release date 2021, which I don't think was ever officially unveiled that it was pushed, because I thought they originally said holiday 2020. But as I don't of, know
0: if they ever said a date period, did they?
1: Well, it didn't say holiday, but I thought it said 2020, or coming soon, maybe. I guess maybe... It, I thought they were going to try to get it out at the end of the year. Maybe I just figured that. I think we had wishful thinking systems. that
0: was going to be the case. Yeah, right, but... But since the everything else getting delayed, like of course it's going to get delayed.
3: Yeah. So this guy, uh, where this came from uh, Tyler McVicker. He's a Twitch streamer. His claim to fame is that he uncovered Half-Life Alex years before those rumors surfaced. Mm. Um, and he shared some information about Breath of the Wild too via uh, Gaming Leaks and Rumors subreddit uh where he said unlike the first part the game will be linear at the beginning Canonic- canonically uh Link already knows Hyrule so there's no point uh um, climbing the towers again the developers have instead filled the world with a miasmic version of ganon and until the infection is cleared from location
1: lo- to location it will be impossible to move around the entirety sounds of sounds like a
0: commie, kind of
1: it actually kind of well it kind of reminds me of uh Metroid Prime 2 also Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you guys played of Prime Two, but you know where it was like felt so claustrophobic, where you had to go from like bubble to bubble because you were in this like infected dark world, and you had to find a certain suit that would let you walk around in there. Kind of, kind of reminds me of that type of thing. And also, he hints at the appearance of dungeons,
3: so dungeons may be making a return.
1: Well, I that would be—I feel like that would be an answer to the fans because a lot of people, you know, myself included, said it wasn't a great. It was a great game, but not a great Zelda game because it's not didn't follow the regular formula, you know, and didn't, didn't have you feel like the like the divine beasts sort of qualified as dungeons. Yeah, oh, they yeah. were dungeons. No, They they they, sure. def- they definitely were. I just I, I guess I just wanted more.
0: But not, none of them were that big. Like, yeah, sure. They were like, if you put three or four shrines together, maybe, but it was still not like it still felt like smaller than some of the ones that ran Ocarina.
5: Yeah.
3: True, where you could spend a whole afternoon on one of them. It's
1: yeah, they they were no, uh, it was no like water temple or anything like that, right? I mean, I I think that I think that all those things are possible. Like, I mean, if you, I mean, I I figured that maybe the game would be somewhat like Majora's Mask, where you basically you're taking the same engine, like same like you know kind of the same graphics and just like rebuilding it in a different way. So it's like I don't think they want to build. Nintendo's doing an ass flip again. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. Well, I don't think that maybe they don't want to rebuild the whole world again. Maybe it's like, oh, well, the world was so big and most people didn't find all of it. Then let's just kind of like tweak on that I mean, wasn't it,
0: and do wasn't it a different it thing. The, uh, it was a Nintendo rep, right, that told us that they were going to reuse the world. He pretty much said it
1: like. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that was at MGC a few mm-hmm. years ago. Well, he also he told us that, he, that they were going to use that in a lot of games that there mm. were going to be other games like that. So that was what I think I, we talked about on a show way, way back when that I figured that there'd be a Metroid game that was like open world like that where you could go wherever. But then maybe also there's a reference happens, to having to that, yeah.
0: the guys from uh, uh, the people that worked on Xenoblades that are working on the, uh, oh, Monolith. Uh, Monolith, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like having them involved does sort of give you the... The, the confidence that there's going to be some good open world elements.
1: Yeah. Who worked on, who worked on animal crossing too, <laughs> which yeah. if you watch those, uh, all, all the, the KK slider songs in the credits, they're actually credited. They worked on animal crossing also, which is crazy. But um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it's, this is all just like rumors. Uh, I, I say that it could be true. You know, that's uh, that's all I can really say. It sounds like something that maybe would go the way, but the way the world is going right now, who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen after that, and uh, we can touch on this briefly. But I, I don't want to get into too much detail. But, but there was was this a leak or did Retro just put this out that they were working on a Legend of Zelda at some point?
3: Oh, so this is an artist that um, um, released some artwork from this game that never was released. Yeah, um,
1: from from, uh, from Retro, and I, I remember. Yep. I remember when Matt Cassina was working at IGN still. I remember him hitting hinting when they went to visit Retro that they were working on a Zelda and he said there was a whole part in one of their podcasts that they recorded that they couldn't release because of, you know, legal stuff with Nintendo and all that. And I always figured mm-hmm. was that I would figured that they were working on a Zelda because you know Retro's been kind of gone for a while. Like they did those two Donkey Kong Country games We still don't they, know what you know, they're we, doing, do we? And then we haven't seen them. They've been they've been MIA for Years. I don't know, years, yeah, they did the, I mean, and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze was at the beginning of Wii U, so it's like That's a long they've been time. gone for like a whole generation, pretty much so it's like, what's happening? So I mean, that could very well be they were working on that and then they had to reposition to Metroid Prime 4, which they are working on now so I don't know, but
3: yeah. Also, the cool thing about this project that just came to light was that it's not a mainline Zelda story it's like a side story um, where Link isn't even in it Oh, so okay. instead, his place is taken by a male
1: Sheik, a character that's uh, a male Sheik. Still, so, which
3: they, is
0: what Gannon is supposed to be, right?
1: Yeah, I believe. No, I, no, he's a, Ger- oh, he's a male he's Gerudo. A, he's a Gerudo. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, man, they, and they still don't let you play as a female. Like you just, have to, you just had to do that. It's just <laughs> it's a male Sheik. It's like what it was, or Sheikah. Maybe that's why they canceled yeah. it. Give us the option, but, man. If Link's not in there, let us let's be whoever we want.
3: And it looks like a darker story too. This would have been a really cool game.
1: Yeah. It Says
3: the artwork was inspired by Twilight Princess, which was being made at the time.
1: Yeah, it, it maybe almost maybe. Yeah, it almost it, it almost looks like some H.R. Geiger stuff, like Alien right. type art. Oh yeah, and see all that.
3: The all sci-fi. the gothic stairwell and yeah, yeah, tentacle mm-hmm, looking right. things for yeah. sure. Yeah, there's like sure. this giant, oh, a dark Trilobite inspired landscape. Mm-hmm. Like a yeah, giant I, bug. Yeah, I see
1: that? Yeah. <laughs> Always, it's really cool artwork. Yeah, check it out. It's on Eurogamer. I remember there was a video at some point of them talking about, you know, how they came to developing Breath of the Wild and all that, but uh they they were talking about they were having all these different ideas about sci fi link and I remember seeing like this neo this like Neo Tokyo type Legend of Zelda. I still like really want that to happen. And they did they did do like yes. a post apocalyptic future with Breath of the Wild, where everything's kind of destroyed, but I kind of we wish tablet. kind of wish they would do a little bit more like tech. Stuff you know, like yeah, more more of like a yeah. neo neo Tokyo. You want to play Cyberpunk? Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of do, but uh, yeah, like that type of thing. You know, that's kind of what I always wanted with Zelda. And yeah, and you guys made fun of me and said like, I want a future Zelda, and you're like, well, you, they should have Metroid Prime. All that's what you said, like a <laughs> <laughs> like a mid, medieval Metroid Prime. Hey, I'd, I'd take any of them right now.
0: I want a Zelda set in the in the in the in the West in America.
1: Yeah, they can do I a whole line like like do the, in the comics. comics? <laughs> like like uh cool. like the book of mormon where uh i want to see uh, what's send link to america
0: the first boss what's her name goma i want to see her walking around on the, the outside of white house I,
1: I want i want link to come and destroy coronavirus and the trump administration we have <laughs> <laughs> well i think i think that's i think that's good for this episode um Thank you everybody for listening to us. Uh, we I think we had a lot of good stuff this this week uh, and thanks again to Armor Games and Ryan and Vladimir for being here and talking to us about Jet Lancer. And like I said before, check it out. It's it's a great game. But, um, if you want to find more stuff for about Nintendo main podcast, you can go to nintendo dot You can go to twitch.tv slash Nintendo or youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast. Or if you would like to send us some money and hear our extra episodes, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast. We have uh, episodes about Tony Hawk. We did episodes about Game Boy. We did a, uh, we, our last episode we did was about a, uh, uh, the last one we did was a uh, license games. We did a uh, best soundtracks for obscure games. And there's also a companion to that with a WRAT radio with all of the songs that we talked about in there, in their entirety. And, uh, there's a lot of, lots of stuff to listen to there. I think there's something like 15 or 16 bonus episodes in there by now that you can listen to for just a dollar. So if you want to do that, go do we have that one every month. You can subscribe to us on Patreon. Yeah. We have a new one every month, uh, we're Well, I definitely have one up for May, you know, sooner, sooner than later. We're not sure exactly on the topic of that, but we'll talk about it on here once we have that. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's where all of the stuff is posted for when episodes come out for this. Go to uh, at Nintendo underscore domain, and uh, Jeremy's at jmaxstack. And thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week.
0: See yeah. you.